Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm James. I'm Nathan. And I'm Callum. And tonight is another special episode where we're continuing our sci-fi classics discussion. Part two. Part two. Yeah, last week. If for some reason you haven't heard last week's episode, be sure to check that one out. It's good we, listening. We talk about all sci-fi classic movies from the 1950s till the 1980s. And this week we're going to talk about all sci-fi classic movies from the 90s till today. So it should be a good discussion, a lot to get through. Mm. Um, just to reiterate from last week, so many movies I couldn't add to the list just because of time. Yeah. Like I had to cut out so many movies. You know, you know what we should do? Publish the full, the full uncut list, list yeah. just on like the Facebook. But I mean, or- I mean, there's 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 different levels to that. There's the full like Wikipedia list of every sci-fi movie ever. <laughs> then there's like the list of all the ones I would have, you know. And then because it's like there's cult movies that I just don't have time to mention. There's like low budget ones. There's movies that are big budget and well known, but I just that are really bad, and so I just cut them all yeah, out. I'm like, don't have time to talk like, about we that. We need to publish a list afterwards of just the movies yeah. that we talk about, the movies that we're interested in. I mean, then, I mean, we should, we could, we could do another bonus episode of like smaller cult classic yeah. sci-fi yeah. classics. So, um, uh, no promises, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how we go. Yeah. And of course, couldn't do, you know, I had to cut out all the monster movies, you know, giant monsters, which I love, but didn't have time to talk about. Had to cut out all the superhero movies, which are sci-fi movies, but don't have time to talk that about. That will take us hours. Yeah. Anyways. So, this is just a list of some of the, you know, main classics from, you know, the 90s till today, but there's so many missing. So, yeah, if you're listening and you're like, where's that one? It was on my list, but I had to cut it just for time. So, last week we finished up with 1989, so let's go into 1990 with Back to the Future Part 3, which... Yeah, a good Yeehaw. Back to the Future movie. I really love this one. Yeah, I, lo- I, love, I love all the I love movies. all of them. The first one's still the best. Don't get me wrong. I feel like, yeah, the first one's the best. Uh, they go in order of greatness, basically. Yeah. One, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, some people would probably argue three's better than two, just because they like maybe the fun Western element. Yeah. Even if yeah. they don't like Westerns. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't, especially younger people, don't like Westerns. But it's just like a fun, kind of colorful action yeah. movie. But yeah, I mean, they're all good. People yeah. complain about two like and three, the, how bad they, they all are. They have their own strengths. Yeah. They all have their own strengths. They're all really good movies, but yeah. three's my least favorite. I like That's the, fair so enough. Yeah, like two, I like that sort of um, almost like uh, that time travel see, yeah, the, and like going back the, and forth. Yeah, yeah. going back I, I, I like two and three probably equally. I'm like, one yeah. is the best. And then two and three, I'm like, yeah, they're both really good. I can't really... It also, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I'd feel the same way. And also it helps that they were filmed like back to back and released in like 89 and 90. So it was like they were meant to be... Companion piece. Yeah. And it's really, you know, the more you watch it, the more you see how, like, connected they are and how yeah. well they're made. Um, I wish sequels were like that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of sequels, Predator 2, 1990, another sequel everyone hates. It's not as good as the original, but it's pretty good. But what is? That, yeah, true. Well, Terminator 2 is coming up. But yeah, Predator 2, it's, it's got some interesting stuff in it. I really like it. With a few changes, it could have been a really great movie. As it stands, it's still good, but just never lived up to the original. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- people, you know, a lot of the mo- sequels we talk about, people just hate them. Like, they're the, I say they're the worst movie, worst sequel. Yeah. But it's not that bad. It's pretty good. Um, Robocop 2, 1990. Again, not, not as, as good as the original. But it has some fun bits. I think some, their movies I need to rewatch. I think. Oh, Ro- like uh, on the projector. Like I said last week, Robocop, yeah. the first one, is like one of my favorite movies of all time. So I, more than anyone, would be in a position to hate Robocop two yeah, more than bad. anyone. Yeah. But you know, I 
don't find it that bad. There's some really cool shit in it, some really weird shit. Kane is a really cool bad guy. It's really funny and, you know, satirical. It's not that bad. But speaking of Predator and speaking of Robocop, like all the movies, sequels, reboots, remakes after this in these series, not worth talking about. Yeah. Just absolute trash after this. I think, I mean, it really, I know it really started with, you know, Aliens, but the 90s really kicked off that genre of like, because this is the direction we're going in the whole episode for the 90s anyway. Yeah. That sort of action heavy oh, almost yeah. buddy cop-esque sci-fi I mean, you classic know, or you know considering last week we talked about a lot of 50 60 70 sci-fi movies it's like all those movies were never really blockbusters until star wars the blockbuster yeah. didn't even exist until jaws technically i mean you had you know movies like gone with the wind or whatever yeah that were like so successful but you know the blockbuster stuff didn't really start till the 80s we get terminator you get aliens you know you get all the big action movies and then, yeah, the 90s, like, doubles down on that because now they're like, oh, we can make a lot of money off this. They spend a lot of money on it. The special effects got better. Yeah. But so it's the, like the you- 90s is, like, prime for, and, like, great sci-fi yeah, and- but also, like, great big action sci-fi. Yeah, it's like you got all the big action stars doing science fiction now. There's, like, several dozen of these action science fiction movies set in the far future and it's there's a lot of it revolving around memory issues or time travel or people cryogenically frozen and brought forward in time that, or back in time. That's a good point too, is that like the nineties had such great sci-fi ideas and like weird worlds and like really cool concepts, but they executed them in such a big budget mainstream action adventure way. But it worked and, for the time. Yeah, and neither yeah. and it works today because Yeah. Over the past 20 years, nothing has really ever lived up to a lot of these movies we're going to talk about. No, and like, I mean, at the time, a lot of these movies would have been considered even cheesy and like... Oh, I don't know if they'd be considered cheesy then compared to now, but, you know, like, maybe, like we said last week, a lot of sci-fi movies just aren't taken seriously. That's true. You yeah. know, we I think we would all agree The Matrix is one of the best sci-fi movies ever made, one, yeah. possibly even one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. But... You know, did it win Best Picture? No. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the movies people take like seriously. Ho- I mean, uh, they take it more seriously than horror movies, but it's the same thing. Yeah. You can have like the greatest horror, horror movie. Yeah, it's like it's ho- never going to win Best yeah, Picture. So horror movies are the lowest <laughs> and then sci-fi movies are above that, <laughs> yeah. you know. It, uh, no, it, well, I would say in terms of horror like, fantasy sci-fi. Oh, yeah. No, fantasy is <laughs> probably not even considered un- until yeah. Return of the King came out and they're like, oh, we better give this all the Oscars because the trilogy was <laughs> yeah. so successful. <laughs> Um, speak, so speaking of the movies, you know, this kind of great idea, great execution, Total Recall, 1990. Yeah. The what a banger. The quintessential, like, science fiction, Arnie at his yeah. height, action, yeah, like, galore, like, like memory gore, wipe. Yeah. It has all the sci-fi hits, it's, like, yeah, he's Ma- got the Mars. memory loss, yeah. he's got Mars, it's like a, like a, neo, like a, a noir sort of, like, filled yeah. cyberpunky city. Yeah, it's like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a... Conspiracy. Yeah, like um, espionage, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, getting inserted into, like, the terrorist group. There's mutants. It hits, it hits all like the bases for the 90s. Yeah, ancient Martian civilization. It's got everything. And it's so weird and, like, the style is so now I've weird. Got to watch it. Oh, it's so good and so ultra-violent and so, so cool. Um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, 1991. Excellent. We <laughs> talked about last week how great the original is. And this is a case of the sequel actually kind of living up. Yeah. Because some would consider this as good as the original. I don't know if people, a lot of people consider it better. 
but it's pretty good. Yeah. Especially I mean, with the whole death thing. Like it's I fucking said, I think hilarious. It's, it's, it's one of those cases where they both have their individual strengths. Yeah. So I think it's kind of unfair to compare them because they're, they're, they're going in different directions almost. True. Yeah. But it's like, it, you know, one's like the time travel kind of adventure. The other yeah. one's more of a this one's, metaphysical kind of this thing. One's, this one's maybe more, quote unquote, sci-fi because it's got yeah. like the aliens and station. And you know that, yeah. and the, that kind of stuff. And the, you mean the do- and also like the doppelgangers or whatever. Yeah, the doppelganger robots. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good trilogy. It's a good, it's good series. Good let's, let's hope, let's hope the new one can live up to it. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm not holding my breath, but hopefully crossed. the wild stallions will play again. Oh, look, I like yeah. to think that they wouldn't do it if it wasn't right. Yeah, but Keanu we like to think need, that about a Keanu lot of movies. Keanu doesn't need the money. We like to think about a lot of movies. That's, that's true. You know, a lot of directors are like, I'm really passionate about this. I'm returning I mean, to this franchise. I, I, you know, yeah, a lot of but, actors. But the thing is, like, Keanu does a lot of bad movies. Yeah. But has he ever let a series down? Like, has he ever let one of his sort of... Main big... Main, well, was, again, The Matrix is coming out. New Matrix coming out soon as well. Uh, so, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we just have to see. Oh, that's true. I was still saying about it. Not, he's all, not, all, the, not all the Matrix sequels he, are good. He's, passion, <laughs> he's passionate about it, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good. Yeah. You know, like a lot that's of true. a lot of actors are passionate about their franchises that just aren't good. Um, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, 1991. One of the best Star Trek movies. Really good, you know, political, you know, great Star Trek kind of... Cold War allegory, all that shit. Really great movie, great effects. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Can a sequel ever be better than original? Yes, it can. Exhibit A. The, yeah, this is probably... if When you're, when you're arguing for sequels that are better than this the original... This is the movie you always This just is the it. first movie you go to. Yeah. Now, if someone said to me, <laughs> no, the original is better... Then obviously will, you just I know they're not, wrong. No, yeah. I would not argue with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Alien and Aliens, I would not argue... Because it's, I guess they're so good that it's just they're both a, a so difference great. of uh, opinion. Yeah, yeah they're both so they're great, not, but they're yeah. also both doing different things. Yeah, the original Alien, the original Terminator are horror movies. They're horror sci-fi action movies, but horror, you know, horror. Movies. They lean more towards horror. Aliens, Terminator Two, lean are more towards action. sci-fi action. Yeah, yeah, like sci-fi action adventure. So they're different things. They're doing different things, but both sequels. Uh, develop the world, develop the characters. And I think... And they do it in such an epic way. You know, because bigger is not usually better. Yeah. yeah. Bigger doesn't uh, mean better at all. See Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but Terminator 2 probably has one of my favorite antagonists of all time. The T-1000 is just shuts... Like, if the original Terminator was one of the best villains of all time, then making him the good guy and making an even better villain with the T-1000, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, that's pretty impressive. That's yeah, how you yeah. know you've got a good sequel, is where you're like, you know, the bad guy's the good guy and the bad guy's <laughs> even cooler <laughs> yeah. now. Like, come on. It doesn't get much better than yeah. Terminator It helps that Robert, Robert Patrick's, like, oh. such a menacing oh, presence. Yeah. Like, he's just... Like, I like Robert Patrick so much that when they got rid of him the in thing the thing when they when they put him in the X Files and got rid of um, Mulder, Mulder, I was in like, that scene. yeah, you're like, cool. I was I'm like, look, some of the I, best I miss, episodes. I miss Fox, but I also like Robert Patrick. So. Some yeah. of the best episodes are from the Robert Patrick. Uh, the era. later, yeah, yeah the later, one of my favorite all time episodes of the X Files is yeah. the Twin Peaks ripoff with Robert Patrick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if yeah. they reboot Twin Peaks again, they should get Robert Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, moving yeah. on. So, I mean, and also the special effects and, like, the oh, yeah. the, the stunts Cutting and the edge, action yeah. of Terminator 2. It's James Cameron that's best. like, yeah, like, incredible, Both, yeah. incredible. Uh, Alien 3, 1992. Look, I, I it's not great. It's this not I'm good. not as hot it's, on. It's not as good as Alien Aliens, but unlike most people, I don't hate it. It's, it's not, got a yeah, lot of interesting it, ideas in it. It's not the worst of the sequels. It's, you can watch it and be like, 
okay, this has still got some cool shit going on. But not great. They took it in the wrong direction. Universal Soldier 1992. This is my comfort area. Back yeah, to that action-heavy action, yeah. sci-fi. Yeah, but the <laughs> only re- I was going to cut this from the list, but the reason I left it there is because... It kind of spawned a bunch of shitty sequels in the 90s that were like super low budget, like TV movie was almost like not even worth mentioning. But then in 2009, they made Universal Soldier Regeneration, which was like a straight to DVD, straight to Blu-ray I never watched uh, it. sequel that ignored all the 90s sequels. And it was just a sequel to the original. And it's a really good movie. Good. If you like action, if you like sci-fi, fucking watch Universal Soldier Regeneration. It's a really interesting really cool, really violent action movie. And then they made a sequel to that called uh, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning in 2012, which was like a super weird, like almost, I don't even know how to, how to describe it. Like they, they took it, they took, they took the kind of cool action and they like, were like, yeah, but now it's Apocalypse Now. And I, and <laughs> well, I was just fucking on board. Because isn't, um, isn't Universal Soldier, is that the movie where they're like, John Claude Sol- Van Damme is like a Aren't dead Viet- soldier. Soldiers from Vietnam yeah, War. Yeah, and they get they yeah. get resurrected as like super soldiers. And then they like regeneration like skipped, you know, 20, 30 years and was like here's where that guy is now. He's trying to re- rebuild his life because he was brought back from the dead and was an unstoppable killing machine. And it's like how does one deal with that, you know, and he gets like reactivated, quote unquote, as to go and soldier. It's really cool. The action's really good. When we talk about action movies, you know, all the best stuff's from the 90s. But if you want good action movies from the last 20, 10, 20 years, it's all like the straight-to-DVD stuff. It's all stuff like Universal <laughs> Soldier Regeneration. It feels counterintuitive, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It feels wrong to say that. I know, right? <laughs> but, you know, stuff like, you know, all the Scott Adkins movies, like all that cool shit, that's all where you're getting your good action now and your violent, you know, stuff. Because now all the mainstream stuff is superhero CGI nonsense, you know, very safe PG kind of stuff. Um, Coneheads 1993 fun, fun I haven't seen it in many years but a fun movie <laughs> well, a I, rem- fun. I remember liking it yeah it's a fun fun sci-fi movie weird yeah really <laughs> weird um, Demolition Man 1993 one of my favourites on this list you, sh- you only saw it for the first time recently I right? did yeah I loved it I loved every That's, minute of it I would argue this movie is also weird it is a little in a, in weird, a certain way it's because it, it's so it's Stallone is like a hard man and he sort of he gets yeah, put under he gets in like cryogenically get, frozen cryogenically frozen until somehow. the future but then the future but is like you sort there's of a uto- terrorist utopian they, they let out a terrorist for some reason and the terrorist goes to wreak havoc in a utopian society. Yeah. They're not used to violence. They're not used to yeah. any they're not used to showing much negative yeah. emotion. They don't even yeah. they don't even have sex anymore. Yeah. It's like they're not they, it's so prim Everyone's, and proper and yeah. utopian and peaceful. They don't even like have the I guess I guess the it's raw emotions enough to do anything. Yeah. Like everything is artificial insemination and like computers and yeah. it's all very clean and yeah. and then it's like, but how do you deal with a terrorist? Yeah. Who gets accidentally, incredibly <laughs> frozen. The cops frozen. can't deal with it, so they get yeah. they get your boy Stallone. Yeah, out of, who's from like from the nineties. He's like from the nineties, <laughs> action glory, and he comes out and he's like, it's him. It's, it's like it's, it's, it's a, a good, good idea. Movie. It's a good idea, like for a yeah. sci-fi movie, because they're, they're like they're like, where do we, you know, where's all the guns? Like we don't yeah. have guns anymore, <laughs> yeah. so he has to go like to a museum. He goes to a museum and gets all the, an- the yeah. antique in quotes. Yeah, it's like all the it's like, all, all the, the guns antique. that they, they and don't, some of them even sci-fi yeah, guns that are like you know illegal. It's like we yeah. use these during like a dark period. We don't talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah. We locked them away, and he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. So it's gonna- like half of like an action movie of like Stallone chasing a terrorist through Sci-Fi City, yeah, and half like Stallone also trying to really interestingly 
learn his place in this new society. Yeah. It's got a lot of good jokes in it as well. The it's, three shells, everyone, yeah. everyone <laughs> talks shells, about yeah. that. It's a really um, good movie. Here's a big one. Jurassic Park, 1993. Big yes. Daddy Jurassic Park. Yeah, wow. I know. This, like, Talk about blockbusters. <laughs> yeah. Still holds, up, yeah, still holds up today. Yeah. Wow. Those animatronics. Like, that's the thing is, like, none of, none of the magic has faded. Like, you still watch it now and yeah. you're like, wow. Like, and yeah. the fact that they kept making movies, you know, the the re- more recent movies, and they just get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. It's like they they forget what makes the original so great is that sense of wonder. It had real dinosaurs. And it had an animatronics. And a, sm- a smaller see- scale. Yeah, and you know what? The CGI is very a very small part of that movie. People yeah. remember it because it's so groundbreaking, but really the reason it holds up so well is because the only shots, CGI shots, are like, like when the, the dinosaur is running and, yeah. and it's like shown fully. And, the, you know? and they're like the tall uh, Yeah, the brontosaurus, brachiosaurus, yeah. Whatever that, yeah. Yeah, like other than that, like it's all animatronics. It's all really, really, really well done. Yeah, an incredible movie. Yeah. Stargate, nineteen ninety four. Oh man! I mean, this one, <laughs> one for the nerds, groundbreaking yeah. in its own way. This one, yeah, this one's <laughs> weird because if the series hadn't come out, this movie would probably be like a, a cult movie, like a cult <laughs> yeah. classic. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a B movie because it's a good looking movie. Yeah, it's a good but, like movie. people wouldn't give a shit. It's what but I mean. no one will give a shit. Yeah. but it's a good movie. This, yeah. this like, is one divorce for the, it. This is one for the nerds. So, yeah, this yeah. is like a niche one for the nerds because like divorce it from the TV show, which I love. It's a pretty good movie. It's, it's a, a fun. It's, it's, movie. it's fun action movie. It's got a cool idea. Like it's like aliens built the pyramids. Let's take that even further. Well, you there's know? Um, a whole. There are a whole. And you go into conspiracy circles on the internet. Don't dig too deep, kids. But there <laughs> yeah. are whole theories that the Starkets are real and like oh, it spawned yeah. the whole oh, other no, side. To be fair, to be fair <laughs> the, the, the Stargate argument was pro- was probably around before the movie. You know, like I don't think the Stargate movie influenced. Oh, no, 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 no. Here is yeah. Like there's but, uh, sort of wormhole gates and all that kind of stuff. If yeah. you're a, for a certain kind of person, it opened up a whole new era of what could be out there yeah. in ancient the, the, civilizations. The concept and, of the Stargate yeah. is probably one of the coolest ideas in science fiction as a oh, genre. It's so good. Like the wormhole, just the best. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it opens it up to unlimited possibilities. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that there's like, you know, the chevrons, you can dial like where you want to go. Dialing and planet, there's almost, yeah. there's like almost an unlimited combination yeah. of, you know, the places you can go. And there are different stargates on different planets. Yeah. With different, like... Destinations, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so the, the, the movie itself is really good, and then it didn't really do that well, I don't think, but then it spawned the TV show, which I love and a huge fan of. Yeah. Um, like an empire of its own. Really. Yeah. And then that that's where, really, a lot of the love for this franchise comes from. But unfortunately, like, if you think about it, like, if you say to someone, you know, have you seen Star Trek... Maybe. Have you seen Star Wars? Probably, definitely. Have you seen Stargate? Nah. Nah. But, and it's like, for me, it's like the third of the star, the big star yeah. franchise. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's not as big as the other ones. And I think one of the reasons is, one, it's a bit too nerdy. It's a bit, yeah. you know, it's a bit uh, not lower scale, but you know, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, yeah. smaller scale. And also, like, I don't think they ever really capitalized on, like, making toys and cool yeah, shit like they, that they didn't really like I, there's like no action figures video there's, games, like, there's no, no video games yeah they were making a video game they cancelled it and I was like, crushed and I, I, see, they made an MMO and that lasted a 
a year or something. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like when we were kids, there were Star Trek video games. Yeah. Uh, some really good Star Trek video games, actually. Yeah, there's uh, a few. Star and some, Wars, there were Star Wars course, games. Yeah. Where were these Stargate PlayStation 1 games or yeah. the 64 games where, yeah. or whatever? Where, where's my little uh, Stargate playset where you get the, the ring and you get the little Jafar <laughs> soldiers? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't even be yeah. that hard to make. All you need to do is have like a little plastic... Decoder yeah, ring. It's a ring. When you get to the right number, and a little plastic purple portal comes. Yeah, <laughs> and like, if you move the thing up and down, it lights yeah, up, yeah. and then you, you. That's all you yeah, need. You throw own, little army yeah, men. Yeah, you yeah. throw army men through the, <laughs> yeah. through the hole. <laughs> you know, send us a check. Come on, you know they they kind of. Yeah. I mean, I know it costs a lot of money, but like they kind of miss an opportunity. Yeah, there, and it's such because it's a, there's such a wealth of canon there too. Yeah, and and like Star Wars and like Star Trek, they kind of ran, ran the franchise into the ground when they they retried to quite unquote reboot it with star stargate universe which is fucking trash like they canceled atlantis which is great so they could make universe which is the dark gritty version and uh. fucking it went you know straight into the gutter straight into the toilet and now 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 what have we seen from stargate nothing but at least yeah. the original movie still holds up yeah it's a pretty good movie check it out if you haven't star trek generations 1994 not great uh, I think the main problem is at this point, you know, Star Trek Next Gen had started and was had finished around was finishing around this time, and that was a big you know deal, and this was kind of the movie where it's like we're you know we're handing off the movies from the old original series crew to the next generation the next generation crew, and how they should have done that was just by making a movie about the next gen crew. Yeah, but they had to shoehorn in captain kirk and it's just it was unnecessary and it kind of it, it the movie suffers for it um and the only reason william shatner wanted to do the movie is because they could film it on his ranch and so he could ride his horses and that's why in the movie kirk is like stuck in this time vortex thing where he's just in a nice ranch and he's like riding horses and and picard comes in and like they what talk and it's just it slows down the movie it's boring they also kind of they ruin the, you know, Star Trek Six, which sends off the original crew so perfectly. It's just such a great way to send everyone off together in the Enterprise. And then you get this movie, it's like, nah, Kirk's coming back. It's like, come on, you know. They and you know, they should they shouldn't have done it. They should have just said, He's the next gen crew, they're yeah. going they're going on a mission. Um The next movie on the list gives me nightmares. I think it gives everyone nightmares. The City of Lost Children, 1995. I actually, I actually love this film. Oh, it's fucking incredible. Saw it when we were very young. Mm. Uh, Have you I, rewatched it recently? Uh, fairly recently. It's incredible. Uh, Delicatessen is a good one too. I watched it when I was on an airplane. Oh, no, you should watch it. I'll go on Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, Ron Perlman speaking French. Yeah. What more do you want? But he only has a few lines in French. Yeah. But oh, such a great, such a yeah. weird, it's quirky, a, such film. a cool. Like, I don't know if you can call it steampunk, but it's got that kind oh, of definitely. grimy yeah. kind of um, mechanical, or but also very fan- fantasy. Yeah. Kind of like dark fantasy. And I had, like I told you last week, they made a video game, which I didn't know. I was like, "There's no way they made a and it's like, PS1 it's like, video game yeah, for an like, obscure it's French like, fantasy sci-fi." And it's like a sci-fi. Silent Hill style game. Yeah, and well. I was just like, "Holy crap! What the hell?" Hey, if they made a game for that, why couldn't they make a Stargate game? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ghost in the Shell, 1995, uh, groundbreaking, very influential. There would be no Matrix without Ghost in the Shell. Mm. Just an incredible looking movie. When you think of cyberpunk, it goes Blade Runner and then it pretty much goes in the shell. Yeah. Like everything in between 
you know. It's, it's, it's just every cell is like hand drawn. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it's one of the best, like most beautifully animated movies ever made. But it's also just a great sci-fi movie, great action movie, really cool. Yeah, you know the series. They they like because it's based on the manga, but the manga's like all manga. It's like fun. It's like kind of funny, and they like they hang around and they joke. And the series, I mean, it's like kind of based on that. And I like I like it when it's like dark and serious. And, and a lot of the time, a lot of these cell will say subtleties of the manga get lost in translation yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, true. So um, it's like its own interpretation, kind of. Yeah, you always lose something in yeah. the anime if it's based on a manga. Yeah, I, I think the the animated the ninety five movie is that's the best Ghost in the Shell has and will forever be. Yeah. You know? I'll agree with Even that. Even without Scarjo? <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> um, this is one I was going to cut from the list, but I left it for a few reasons. I haven't Johnny seen Mnemonic, it in a long time. Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic 99.5. One, the first reason I left it is because Keanu. Yeah. Second reason He's I left it... Yeah, he is. F- second reason I left it in is because it's also cyberpunk. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, when you think of cyberpunk, it goes Blade Runner, Ghost in the Shell, you know, not much else. <laughs> Most of the mainstream, cy- there's not really a lot of mainstream cyberpunk movies. No. Most of the cyberpunk live action movies are like B movies, kind of, you know, obscure movies. Yeah. Um, and then there's like anime and that's about it. Yeah. There's no, I- other than Blade Runner, which kind of in, in almost invent- invented the, the subgenre. Yeah. There's no real mainstream cyberpunk movies. Not and really. Johnny Mnemonic was not a huge movie, but it was kind of, you know, mainstream enough. It was based oh, on... Uh, Gibson wrote the screenplay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he, he wrote the short story that yeah. the screenplay is based on. Um, and he wrote uh, Neuromancer, which is like the first cyberpunk novel. Yeah. Um, and so, or, you know, sort of, I guess. I guess Philip K. Dick kind of... Well, I mean, that's a it's a He's, complicated would, thing, right? Phil Dick was like proto cyberpunk. Yeah, that's that's also that's a complicated I mean, question. Yeah. I mean, we, well, I mean, <laughs> we'd have to do further. Yeah, all right, let, let's not talk about because <laughs> yeah. we only we only got, got, got short amount. Yeah, that's all. Get through all these movies. <laughs> yeah. But Johnny Mnemonic is an underrated classic. It's an absolute gem. It's a cult. It's like a very cult classic. It's kind of cheesy. It hasn't aged particularly well, but it has some really cool like '90s cyberpunk yeah. tech. You know, and it's got that really cool kind of edgy. You know, grungy kind of yeah, thing Blade Runner y kind of thing going yeah. on. So it's definitely worth checking out, and especially like I said, there's not a lot of cyberpunk stuff, especially live action. Um, Judge Dread 995, classic not action, a, yeah, sci-fi. Not a great, a, a bad, oh, you know, not a great adaptation. Um, not a terrible movie. It's a fun, fun it's action a, movie. It's okay. I think what I like about it is like the city's really cool. It's like a Fifth Element, you know, Mega City One. They really did a good job with that. Um, and the ABC robots are really cool, and some of the effects. But yeah, it's just a bit too cheesy. It doesn't do it. It doesn't do a great job of um, adapting the comic books. But it's a fun, fun uh, movie for the times. Movie. Yeah, uh, Screamers, nineteen ninety five. Uh, again, not a well known one. Kind of probably a lower budget B movie. But I thought I added in because it's actually really, really good and really interesting. Very smaller scale. I think it's based on a Philip K. Dick story. Oh. It's got Peter Weller in it. I've never so, seen it, but it's on, yeah. uh, it's on Hulu. So yeah, maybe check, I'll check it, out. it out. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, here's another one that's not well known. Strange Days, 1995. This is one that if you like sci-fi, you must see. Not a lot of people have seen it. It didn't do particularly well when it came out, I don't think. It's another one that is... I guess it's a cyberpunk movie. Um, it's more mainstream. But Fly, it flopped. Yeah. Um, I'm, reading, I'm reading the synopsis now. It's right up my alley. 
Strange Days, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's I guess it was kind of mainstream, but yeah, never really took off. So when you say Strange Days, people don't know what you're talking about. So but, yeah, it's it's about what well, the illegal trading virtual reality like recordings that allow users to experience emotions and past experiences and someone grabs one that shows murder. Yeah, like <laughs> That's it's it. basic basically Ray Fines is this sleazy kind of uh virtual reality salesman who, you know, you can record yourself doing something, you know, sex or drugs or whatever, and then you can record it and then if you put it in your little neuro device, you can experience that so he yeah. kind of deals in these little you know experiences experiences and he sells you know black market sells them that's so cool yeah and <laughs> and of course one is a snuff film which he, and he has to figure out you know who the murderer is and the cops get involved and all this it's really cool really kind of stylish i really love it but yeah like i said you have to see it but not a lot of people have even heard it's of one it. i'm gonna have to watch i think oh yeah it's great 12, 12 Monkeys, Monkeys. 1995. This That's is a, a good one. one of my favorites. Yeah, this is like really Br- weird, really yeah. cool, really... Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, Terry Gilliam directing like just... just oh, I love it's how... It's also, it's one of those great time travel movies where the time travel, it's, it had, I don't know how to explain it. It's like if you, time, if you travel in time in Back to the Future or if you travel in time in Star Trek or Bill and Ted... It's like there are different timelines and they, they make all this stuff and it's more like fun and whatever. 12 Monkeys is like if you traveled in time, there's only one timeline. You were always traveled in time. You were yep. always there. You were always in the past and you, you continue to be in that timeline. And it's just like a weird dark. And I, that's, I really like it. The ending, yeah. the ending to that movie is so like impactful. Yeah, it's really. I love just how gritty it looks in yeah. terms of like the, the, even though like the the future stuff, it's all really dark and yeah. subdued. Yeah, and I uh, also love it how he ends up in a mental a mental institution. Yeah, of course he would. Yeah, exactly. Like it's got it's got all those elements of like yeah, it's like if you did come back in time, no one would believe you. But they yeah. really because it's Terry Gill and they really push that kind of dirty kind of like he's in that insane asylum and then yeah. people are freaking out and brad pitt's just like yelling at him you know doing the hand thing and you know, <laughs> it's great also um, somewhat unpopular opinion mm. i like the tv show i've never seen it it's not bad i heard it was okay but i never yeah, it was all right it. i mean i did, yeah i think when you make a tv show based on this it's like you're losing so much just by the fact that you had someone like terry gilliam making it like a weird movie that you just lose a lot of the weirdness and a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the style. Um, here we go. Waterworld, yeah. 1995. If, Masterpiece. If uh, listeners know anything about this show, it's that we like Kevin Costner, 90s era science fiction epics. Like, uh, and Waterworld is a perfect example. It ticks all the boxes. Yeah, like it's got everything. It's Mad Max on the ocean. Like, <laughs> what's, not, like what's not what's to love? I mean, like we said, we don't want to rehash too much, but we built. they built the sets. Yeah. Like that's a thing. They built that it's shit. so impressive, and it's a cool world, like, and it's really well realized, and it's you know, cool as shit, and it's fun. It's where we get our our, our, our um catchphrase from. Yeah, that's our, uh, where Adios Cousins comes from. Dennis yeah. Hopper is the bad guy. He says it. Yeah, just such. I love the the costume, everything about everything about it. The yeah, costume design, great. everything. It's everything. This movie flopped when it came out, and people still consider it terrible. Oh, it's yeah. a great movie and a great song. I mentioned it to someone. Oh, have you ever seen Waterworld? And they're like, oh, yeah, because they heard it was bad. They jumped on the bag wagon, even though they probably have never. Or seen they just it. don't like Kevin Costner. 
Oh man, I love me some Kevin Costner. Yeah, if I had a dollar for every person who do- I've I've talked to who doesn't like Kevin Costner, I've got like all these movies on Blu-ray. I fucking love Kevin Costner. Um, <laughs> Escape from LA, nineteen ninety-six. I mentioned this one. It's not as good as the original. A lot of people don't like it. I kind of like it because it's like John Carpenter didn't just make a sequel. He almost like made a almost like I don't know maybe a parody. <laughs> He's kind of like I'm not just gonna do the first one again, but I kind of am, and I'm just gonna copy myself. But then I'm gonna just kind of make a joke about it because it's set in LA and everyone in LA is up their own ass, and so I'm gonna make a joke about that. <laughs> and, and the whole thing is just kind of silly, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's it's, it's a fun movie. Um, Independence Day, 1996, another classic. Another not, another classic. Yeah, not great, but it, considering this, this hit. Like you're talking about blockbusters. Yeah. This is a but, blockbuster yeah, but, and this is this is almost like that Will Smith action comedy sort of sci fi. It's light yeah, I'd say it's lighter it's, on it's not as heavy yeah. as some of the previous no, movies yeah, you're talking it's, about. It's like an action um disaster movie kind of thing. Kind of. With a with a large dash of Where Will the, Smith kind of Yeah, with know, Will he's Smith like cocky comedy type Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it's it, it, the effects stand up pretty well. It's a fun movie. But yeah, it's it's I, I mean it's not exceptional or anything but it did it, it, it was a huge blockbuster at the time it's a big movie it is a big movie and I can rewatch it again and again and I can still have a yeah, good time it's a fun movie um, Mars Attacks 1996 I've only uh, seen this movie a couple of times it's another one that's like so weird and so it's, funny it's weird and funny and a little disturbing yeah Tim Burton's like taking the whole like you know invader, you know Mar- Martian invaders you know 50s kind of thing and just like turning it up to 11 and going super super crazy with it it's a lot of fun. Star Trek First Contact, 1996. One of the best Star Trek movies and easily the best next-gen movie. Really good action movie. Really good sci-fi. You know, the Borgs are the bad guys. Time travel elements. Really cool movie. Recommend it. Even if you don't like Star Trek, just yep. probably watch First Contact just for like a cool action movie. Um, Alien Resurrection, 1997. Here's where things get a little bit... Yeah, so like with Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, not great. Doesn't continue on the franchise in the the way, you know, Aliens did. But it's actually an interesting movie. It's got some cool elements in it. I like the Ripley, like the the deformed Ripley clones. Like, that's the best scene in the movie. It's a fun action movie. It's kind of, you know, hasn't aged particularly well in certain places, but... Considering how bad movies look now with CGI and how yeah. grey they are, it's actually a really cool, really good-looking movie, some good special effects. Um, but, yeah, after this, this is where all the Alien movies, all the Predator movies, all the Terminator movies, after this, not worth mentioning. So, you know, I thought Alien 3 and Resurrection are actually worth mentioning. They're, they're decent movies with interesting ideas, some cool effects. Everything after this is just trash. Alien Covenant, Prometheus... You know, Predators, just absolute trash. Terminator 7 or whatever the fuck they're up to. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood, like, yeah. I stopped Holly- paying attention yeah. after three. It's just Hollywood, stop. It's not worth mentioning, so of course I didn't add those on the list. But I thought Alien 3 and Resurrection deserved a place on the list. Contact, 1997. It's a good one. Great a good one, movie. A good one. Great movie. Great, um, great drama. Yeah, great drama. Exactly. Great movie that's about the kind of, um, the, the idea of first contact. I've got to rewatch it. Yeah, and it's not about like like we kind of talking about last week. It feels more in line with some of the older, cl- more you know, sci-fi movies. The classic ideas. Yeah, it's, and it's about the, yeah. it's about yeah. the concept. Exactly, it's about the theme and the and the ideas, and yeah. not about you know. We we were just talking about the '90s was so great for action movies, 
but it's like this is just such a great um you know drama and a great human story um a, a very emotional movie um cube 1997 before there was saw there was cute. Yeah. So this yeah. is this super is, messed up film. This is one that's like lower budget, not well, not super well known. But I had to add it to the list because it's such a well done movie. So for such a low budget yeah. movie, it's such a great idea of like, what if humans were stuck in a giant Rubik's cube kind of thing? Yeah. It's <laughs> like you know. It's, yeah. It's like really. I, I would even go to say there would be no saw without cube. Yeah. Because they're stuck in a room or they're stuck in a cube. And there's traps, and there's yeah, they have to like solve. They have to solve. Yeah, yeah. Because each sort of, each uh, compartment of the cube is a different kind of trap, yeah. and they have to figure out which one is safe to go through. And they're like, yeah. they don't know who put them there or who. Yeah, who, yeah. Who there's a are. lot of ideas in like the Saw, at least in the early Saw movies. Yeah. I haven't watched the several dozen. Of oh, them there's now. twenty of those. As but well. like, at least in the first couple, a lot of those same ideas apply. Yeah. So it's like almost the proto saw, but it's a really heavy sci fi. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very heavy sci fi. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one you should see if you have it. Very stressful movie. It's, it's, oh, it's, it, it, it's not a it's not a um, feel good movie. No, the movie gives me a little anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Event Horizon. One of yeah. Oh, this is this, a good one. This is one that I don't think it did particularly well when it came out. Most people don't like it or think it's bad. But we all love it. We've yeah. talked. I think we talked oh, about it on the show yeah. before. Like this show, it's I an was, under, it's an under, dope. it's an underrated masterpiece. It's a classic. Yeah, the, the effects so, yeah. are really good. The cast is amazing. It has everything, man. It has the cool sci-fi ships. Yeah, it, there's a distress beacon. Yeah, they go to see what's wrong with the ship that's come out of wherever. It's, it's got. Remember to be? last week we were talking about the best parts of sci-fi movies is like the first the half first, an hour, yeah, which again, is like slow that, discovery. Yeah, that slow that's discovery this in this movie. movie. The slow discovery in this movie is so amazing. Yeah. And then you've, even the even like the horror parts are like yeah. really really fucked. But yeah, and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like really you know like Clive Barker <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. shit. And, like and it's, it's such cool. A, it's such a shame because uh, oh, who, who made this movie? Paul W. Someone, S. Anderson. Yeah, and he's not a particularly good filmmaker. No, this but, is his best movie. Yeah. <laughs> but like they did an extended cut. Oh yeah, with all sorts of extra all the gore, and it was gore, it yeah. was. Basically labelled, we can't show this. Yeah, the, studi- the studio was yeah, like, this yeah. This is like devil shit. We have to cut it. Yeah. And they're like, fucking, they're like, never, no one will ever see this cut. And there was film. like, and there was, it's rumoured over the years that there is one cut. And he yeah. basically has come out and said, man, I wish. Yeah, I mean, um, hopefully one day someone will find one somewhere, but most likely but we'll never see the I full remember they did version. find, they did find like, the original cuts masters or whatever in a salt mine. And it was so badly degraded, they just threw it in the bin. Yeah. And that's just a shame. Yeah. It'll be great to one day see the full fucked, full really fucked version. <laughs> yeah. They should put that on the Blu-ray box. <laughs> yeah. The really fucked version. Because it's like, we talk about sci-fi horror. This is sci-fi horror. Oh, yeah. This is like, the spaceship ends up being, spoiler alert, yeah. the spaceship ends up being from hell. Yeah. And it's like demons and like oh, just, Sam Neill's like, a self, sort of Self-mutilation. Yeah. That's, oh. that's what's fucked up about it. It's like the self, like just the tearing of the- uh. And the ending of this movie as well. Yeah. It's, oh. it's a great movie. Um, the Fifth Element, 1997. Classic, another classic, another <laughs> iconic of, '90s yeah. classic. Got to be, got to be one of the best on this list. It's just yeah. Such a great movie. There's only a couple of these movies from the '90s that we've seen in theaters recently. But that's how big they were. 
Oh yeah, they they did they re-released it for like the anniversary. Yeah, or whatever. we saw recently. We so saw great. this and Blade Runner in the last few years. Yeah, that's just because they are the titans of yeah. their time. Yeah, you know, ninety-seven Bruce Willis at his yeah, peak. arguably peak. Yeah, um, you know, he still had a little bit of hair. Effect, like you know, CGI was starting to be a thing, but still a lot of practical effects. Yeah. You know, like a great the city in that movie is just so good. Oh, just, and the practical yeah, and- the practical effect, the aliens. And, you know, the, all and the well, Chris Tucker, all the cool weird <laughs> shit. You know. Yeah, like, <laughs> where's Chris Tucker? Green, super green. Sometimes I wonder. It's like, well, can Luke Besson make a sci-fi movie? And then I'm like, yeah, he did it one time. Oh, look, <laughs> don't get me started about Valerian. What, what Valerian? Because that yeah. movie crushed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. that it's movie like- came out the same year as Last Jedi. And I think I it's almost as bad. Yeah, yeah. But at least we can always go back to The Fifth Element. Yeah. Like, The Fifth Element is truly one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. One of the best action movies. It's funny. It's funny. Chris, with Chris it's Tucker. Weird. It's got Again, cool- Chris Tucker at his height. Yeah. It's got cool kind of, you know, col- it's colourful and it's got cool yeah. little bits and pieces. And, and cool aliens and yeah. bad guys. it's got guys a really cool and- mythology. One of my yeah. favourite parts of the movie is this opening bit in, in Egypt. Ancient Egypt. Yeah, that's got like pre- was it pre-World War II? It's World, it's World War, War like I. 40, War, World War I. Yeah. That's so cool. It's like, you know, like the archaeology and the dusting yeah. and things. You're hitting all the nerd boxes. Yeah. Yeah. You got your, light. Yeah. yeah. You got you got your sort of Indiana Jones-esque pre-war, yeah. like, and then it's like archaeology you know, 200 stuff. years later, yeah. and it's like crazy, you <laughs> yeah. know, flying taxis. It's awesome. So good. Gattaca, 1997. This is a great movie. Never seen it. Oh, we, really? We uh, we have to watch We have to watch it. I, uh, I did you this in high school. It. Yeah, we actually watch in science. Cl- that was the best science class because we got to watch one yeah. of the best sci-fi movies. We of the 90s. they hammered it to us in English. English? No, it, it would have been science class because it was about genetics. I remember. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah you might have been. Right. But anyway, yeah. um, great movie. And again, takes it's about the idea, the themes. You know, you know, what if people were born genetically perfect through scientific manipulation? What would happen to the people who are born naturally? You know, yeah. would they be treated differently? Great movie, great style, kind of noir, you know, fedoras and cool shit like that, smoky, one shadowy. Of my, one of my favorite um, sort of little things about this movie is the piano play with an extra finger. Yeah. Cool, right? Like, yeah. it's such, such a great, great That's the thing that stuck with me in this movie. It's yeah. like, not all the training and all the sort of athleticism yeah. and like all the work he has to do. Nah, it's a piano play with the extra finger. This yeah. is so cool. Yeah, it's such a cool idea. Um, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, 1997. Not as good as the first, but not terrible. But exactly. A lot of people hate this movie. They think it's the worst. It sucks. That's all right. It's a great movie. Just because it's not as good as the original doesn't make it bad. It's got some great moments. The bit with the truck hanging off the cliff and the T-Rex yeah. tagging is peak Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. That is just nail-biting, edge of your seat, just peak Spielberg. It's incredible. And it's got a lot of great effects and... Like a lot of the other movies we've been talking about, after this, the sequels just aren't worth mentioning. This is where Jurassic Park peaked. It was like The Lost World, people hate it, but it's actually really good. And it's just like, it's as good as it gets, because everything after that is absolute trash. Before we continue, 1997 was an amazing oh, year yeah. for science fiction. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, I didn't even notice <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Been, we're still in 97, got a few more to go. Um, Another ne- one of my all-time yeah. favorite movies. The next one is Men in Black, 1997. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. What a great movie. Like, yeah. comedy, sci-fi, action. It's not only a series, it doesn't matter where it goes. I can always go back to the first one and just yeah. love it. Again, the sequels after this aren't really worth mentioning. Two's okay. Yeah, peak work. So, such good examples of world building yeah, in the original. But the, first, the original is just so great. The practical yeah. effects, 
phenomenal. Even yeah. some light horror elements. Yeah, and the sequels never really understood why the original worked so well because it had that detective movie kind of thing going on. It had that slow discovery, which we talked about. You know, it had that grimy uh, New York underworld Well, I mean, element. at its heart, it's just sort of a small cop movie with aliens. Yes, and that's why it works. Yeah. And the more they try to do with it, the more the worse it gets, you know. It's such a, such a great movie. Um Here's another one. Here's another one. <laughs> the Postman, 1997. Uh, so it's like two years after Waterworld so flopped. Before, before Death Stranding, there was The Postman. Kevin, yeah. Kevin, Costner, <laughs> Kevin Costner was like, hold my beer. I'm going to do it again, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And this movie flopped just as hard. <laughs> but we love it And just everyone as much. hates it, but it's so good. Yeah, so it's cheesy. It's so, so fun. It's, it's like... It's How could epic. this movie fail? It's amazing. Because it's like three hours long and it's just Doesn't Kevin matter, Costner three hours delivering letters, but it's all fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Sort of that slow discovery. This is slow discovery. Yeah. It's like a slow, poster- slow delivery. Yeah, slow delivery. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic wasteland and Kevin Costner unwittingly it's or unwillingly so- has to reconnect society by yeah. starting up a post office. It's so like, you know, patriotic and like, you know. It's got a lot. It's but, got a lot of cheese. But in the but best. Good cheesy cheese. way, yeah. It's in the most deliciously mozzarella covered cheese ever. <laughs> yeah. it's, I love it so much. Um, Starship Troopers, 1997. Still in 97. Wow. Action, man. This is a great movie. This is a good Fucking one. great sci-fi action movie. Violent, cool, you know, monster, you know, alien monster bugs, you know, cool as shit. Great, great uh, quotable lines, you know, very satirical again, you know. It's like... Paul Verhoeven made a movie where the good guys are pretty much Nazis. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just such a great subversive, but, you know, fun. Uh, like like we we're saying, all these 90s movies, great action, great adventure, but also cool ideas, doing, doing weird things that now mainstream studios wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare to make a movie no. like Starship Troopers now. N- no way. <laughs> <laughs> such a great movie. Armageddon 1998. I don't really like this movie, but I put it on the list because it's a big movie. It was a blockbuster. Yeah. You know, it was a big and movie. It had a big cast. Yeah, I generally, okay. I gen, I generally love uh, 90s disaster movies like Deep Impact and Dante's Peak and stuff like that. So I think it's my mum's favorite movie genre. The disaster, disaster movie. Oh yeah, Ni- for sure. yeah. 90s disaster movies were just the best. Like the the practical effects with a little bit of CGI, just so so good. But yeah, I never really liked Armageddon that much. But I thought I'd mention it because it was a big big movie. And you know, cl- I guess it's classic. You know, yeah. just, you know, meteor coming, and but Deep Impact oh, is better. Um, Deep Impact ninety ninety eight as well. Yeah, um, I guess we should mention. Great movie, uh, Dark City ninety ninety eight. This is one I haven't seen in a long time. This is a good one. Wonderful film. This was the Matrix before yeah. a year before the Matrix came out. Stylish as fuck. Yeah, like so film, stylish. Film noir, you know, detective. Weird, you know, weird, but really great. Gothic sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi ideas. Incredible, incredible movie that everyone should check out. Underrated, yeah, exactly. Very underrated. Yeah, if you seen, if you say, have some, if you say to someone, have you seen The Matrix? Yeah, of course. Have you seen Dark City? Yeah. What's that? It's a real, really good sets. Oh like, yeah, I lo- like. It's it a looks really, incredible. Really great looking film. Yeah, it's a really, really cool movie. Um, Lost in Space '98. We mentioned this, I think, last week. But Look, you know, I saw it not, as a kid. It's, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's not. It's not a great. Uh, 
uh, movie, but it's cheesy fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Soldier, 1998. This one, a lot of people don't know, a lot of people don't like. like if I've they heard have of seen it. it. I've heard of it, but, but I haven't seen it. I, I put it on the list because I, I, I like it. Uh, it's a fun, again, fun uh, action movie with cool sci-fi ideas. You know, Super Soldier. It's got Kurt Russell, which is always a plus. And it's written by one of the guys who wrote Blade Runner. I forget which one. And he's kind of, he kind of, um, you know, backdoor underneath put you know set it in the blade running universe so <laughs> okay. it's kind of it's kind of if oh, you want to yeah, yeah. if you want to think of it in a certain and way so is alien it's kind of a prequel to <laughs> okay. blade runner in a All way because right. it's about super soldiers and then it's you know it's about grown super soldiers and 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 a, yeah. a traditional human soldier has to go up against them show them that he's you know because he's human he's, he's like top dog yeah he's the one who who you know I can outthink your algorithms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you know, so, but it's like that really cool, you know, yeah, violent, yeah. you know, 90, 90s action, nothing ever comes close. No. Even, yeah. you know, John Wick's great, you know, and, and there's some some good examples of the last 20 years, but 90s action's still the best. It is. <laughs> Just cool. Um, Sphere, 1998. Like last week, I said. Is the underwater one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like last week, I said, I love that kind of uh, subgenre of like underwater sci fi movies. Yeah. This is another one of those. The ending kind of lets it a bit down, but otherwise it's a great movie, you know, slow discovery, all yeah, that Yeah, cool I think shit. I remember enjoying this movie, but I didn't like the ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, Star Trek Insurrection, 1998. Not terrible, not great. It's It kind of just feels like a long episode of Next Gen. You know, the villains are, you know, cool, but, you know, it's, it's not yeah. a great movie. It's just, you know, it's all right. The X-Files, 1998, the movie based on the series. It's, okay. Okay. it's a good movie, but... It took a lot from the show, right? Didn't it borrow... Yeah, it, it, technically, it technically takes place in the canon of the show. Like, if you end season seven or eight or whatever at one and point, it, and then you yeah. watch the movie, and then you start, it technically takes place into but continuity. I, rem- I remember it borrowing quite a few themes from, like, episodes. Episode, yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But I guess they, they didn't want to alienate people who maybe hadn't seen the show mm. or hadn't seen all the show. But yeah, I, I, you know, I guess because it's... I prefer co- the sequel. Oh, really? I've no, I have never saw the sequel. Yeah, sequel's better. I liked really? it. Really? Yeah, I liked it. Oh, I'm, 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 just, I'm just about finished season three of X-Files, so I've still got a while till I get there, but I'll let you know what I think when I get to the last, the second movie. Um, Bicentennial Man. That's a movie, Bicentennial I, Man that's a movie I haven't thought about in a long time. Oh, I fucking love this movie so much. Bit like, of a slog, though. I fucking love. I you know, give me the four hour cut. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I love long, it's a long movies, movie. but I love like it's just you know, I think it didn't do well at the time because people expected like a Robin Williams comedy. Yeah, and even though it has, it's funny. It's it's such a sad, poignant movie. Yeah, sad is a word I yeah. use. Um, but I I, th- I love it. Like you couldn't ask for a better movie. You know, that's about a robot who wants to become a man. I know people think it's cheesy it's the, and it's, it's too long. It's a classic Pinocchio story. Yeah, but it's like, it's so well done because it takes place over such a long time. It like yeah. took him that long to, to have his dream realized. Brings a tear to my eye. You know, my cold, dead heart beats when I watch this movie. I love it. <laughs> um, Existence, 1999. This is one a lot of people don't know, you know, haven't seen. But I, I put it here because, again, cyberpunk, weird, Cronenberg, you know, weird uh, flesh guns and and the and the, organic spaceships. Yeah, the the um the virtual reality you know plugs are like umbilical cords and just cool weird shit. Peak Cronenberg. Yeah, 
but it's also like this is the same year as the matrix um and you know again like i said before cyberpunk it's not really mainstream there there aren't a lot of cyberpunk movies uh live action movies there are not yeah. a lot of good cyberpunk live action movies so this is an interesting like weird one that i thought would be worth mentioning so we have to take a very quick break but we'll be back in just a sec all right we're back and we're now joined by my dad again andre hey gun dad hi how are you good um you came just at the right moment because we were just about to talk about galaxy quest 1999 which is the best movie about Star Trek fandom ever made. That's not technically about but Star Trek. also a good Star Trek movie. Yeah, that's true too. Wonderful it, film. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah, it's a really good Star Trek movie that's, yeah, not technically not. It's, I, you can call it a parody, I guess, but it's also like genuinely... Got a lot of heart. Like, yeah, like a positive movie about Star Trek. It's not like, haha, look how dumb it it's is. It's not Spaceballs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's simultaneously... It's, it's less, it's simultaneously a gag, but yeah. also a, it has a serious story as yeah. well with the serious villain. Yeah. And like- yeah, yeah. It's poking fun, but also like, yeah. And it's also because it's about the show that they made, you know, in the 80s yeah. and then it becoming like real life. It, um, yeah, it makes it, it's got add that extra me- meta, yeah, that meta, di- <laughs> that meta dimension to it where it's about the fandom and, you know, people who love the show and, you know, go on online you know, blogs about it and, and they end up, you know, uh, you know, helping with the actual, you know, real <laughs> life galactic war situation. This is a really great movie. It's really funny. I just um, love the ending as well when the ship comes down and they're like, I yeah. knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the effects are pretty good too. They, they stand up really yeah. well. Um, so next movie, The Iron Giant, 1999. I had to cut out a lot of animated movies, but I felt like this one was really important. Didn't do well on its initial release. But it's a classic. It's a cult classic now as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's sort of one of those movies that's been respected over time. Yeah. It, it's such a great, like, the animation's beautiful, but it's also such a great movie that's uh, simultaneously an homage to, like, classic, like, 50s, you know, Alien Invader movies and stuff like that. But also, like, a cool 90s adventure, you yeah. know, animated. Um, it's a great, great movie. Um the Matrix. The big one. 1999. Yeah. And this pretty much changed everything. Yeah. Like this, this changed people's lives when they saw this. <laughs> oh, Everyone was like, are we in a simulation? People, people still come into my work like it got released, looking like it got released yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you all know, you see someone in the street and you're like, oh yeah, he loves the Matrix. Like the black, the, the leather black, black jackets, yeah. the glasses. <laughs> no, he just goes to raves a lot. For <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, um, yeah, this, this, I mean... What I mean, what can we? We can do a whole episode just on this. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there's a lot of philosophy that goes into this movie. Yeah. It's like, like we've been saying with all these ninety movies, the cool sci-fi ideas, but also the cool action. This is the movie that is the and perfect like, balance of like philosophy and and what we've seen before, slow discovery. Yeah, the slow discovery in this oh, movie. Oh, the first is half of this. Yeah, the first half of this movie is just all about discovery and exposition and introducing you, and then shit hits the fan and it's just yeah. like techno music and like <laughs> yeah, machine and guns, guns yeah. and like guys jumping. But yeah, that that slow that first half that sort of slow world building. Yeah, ten out of ten. Oh, so good, and the action is unrivaled even to this day. Yeah, for sure, the kind of John Woo, you know. Uh, bullet time that they kind of and they invented this you know the the turning camera slow motion and all this cool stuff and people don't I mean maybe they do realize but a lot of people probably don't think like there's so much practical effects that yeah. go into this it's why it stands up to this day kind of like Jurassic Park 
And there's a lot of CGI, but the reason it stands up is because it's mostly built around a practical foundation. Yeah. You know, they only use CGI when they really have to. And that's why the like, sequels... I'm sure Keanu can't actually dodge bullets. So it's good they use oh, CGI. Oh, I don't know. I reckon yeah, he could. <laughs> Have you seen those videos of him training <laughs> as John true. Wick? Where he's like... But anyway, the way... Like, it's just such a cool world. Again, cyberpunk... This movie took so uh, yeah. much I mean, from Ghost in the Shell. It was so successful that even with the, in my opinion, the 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 drop in quality yeah. after the first one, it's still in demand today. People yeah. still want more content. Oh, I mean, the the idea is so like just the world they created and the idea around it. Like it feels like something you shouldn't waste. Yeah, like they should be churning it out, but also then you get to a point where it's not special anymore. That's right. You don't and want as, to oversaturate things. And as we, yeah, as we saw with the sequels, it's kind of like the more they went with it, the kind of less interesting it got because they got a bit too far up their own asses. Yeah. Um, so the new one coming out. We'll see. We don't know, know anything bit, bit apprehensive, yet, but yeah. we'll see. But just like, because, you know, like the Animatrix, like there's so much stuff you can explore in that world. There's so much yeah. other stuff you could do. I, I kind of wanted them to have like a big run of comics. There you was know, a yeah, it was like a short run of like web comics, there, but yeah, there wasn't there was never like an ongoing series or cool. you know imagine an anime series or an ongoing yeah. series of comic books or you know that I, I we talked about this when they announced the new Matrix movie I, they should have just done Animatrix too yeah you know? I agree so but we'll see we'll see what they do but yeah like really really cool movie really influential you know every every action sci fi movie after this took something from the matrix yeah. you know in, in terms of how they shoot the action or whatever and yeah just really cool weird cyberpunk shit that yeah you know like i said isn't really that mainstream and hasn't been really explored in a lot of live action movies yeah uh, or at least successfully it also caused many a mental illness uh, among impressionable people yeah <laughs> there's that <laughs> the whole idea because yeah this, are we this, in a simulation yeah, this, the, this film really took that idea Look, and ran with it and brought it to the masses si- I mean the I, I'm sure things. yeah I'm sure simulation theory had been around oh, before yeah. and you know but not to like such a mass yeah audience. now it's mass but they now that syndrome after it I'm pretty now, sure now that technology has gotten to this point like it, it's um I guess it's more pre- prevalent because it's like well yeah. of course technology's gotten so good it would make sense that we're in yeah. a yeah and there are like scientists and all these people who are like, yeah, of course we're living in simulation. It's like, what yeah. do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, if we're living in a simulation, I think I've got the wrong program. <laughs> oh yeah, the, whoever's writing this, this <laughs> yeah. whoever's writing this season is a fucking madman. <laughs> oh god, no moderation at all. <laughs> yeah, um, Star Wars. Episode one, The Phantom Menace, 1999. Um, look, I'm sure the audience knows how I feel. This is one I'm interested in asking Andre. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, we all, we, we've talked about we've, Star Wars enough. We've had our whinges. We've talked about Star Wars enough. Dad, you're old enough, you're, you're old enough to remember exactly. Like, I remember when it came out, we were all really excited. There was uh, commercials everywhere. There was toys. There was KFC, tie-in, Lay's, uh, Pez dispensers. Everyone was excited. Everyone was like, yes, Star Wars is coming back. You know, it'd been, it had been like 15, 16 years since Return of the Jedi. But you're old enough to actually remember what was like watching it and what the reaction was like afterwards. Well, the anticipation was, you know, out there. Yeah. Because of such a, such a time went past. However, there was always reservation about the prequel yeah. being made. But... Uh, you didn't know what to expect. There was no, 
you got a hint of what was going to happen, but you still had to go see the damn thing. Um, yeah. yeah. It, look, it started off great. It still has probably the, one oh, of the you, better openings. Yeah, scenes. you love watching the spaceship uh, fly. Yeah, well, that know. I'm a spaceship fan. If, yeah, and the know, noise. The noise, that the, the soundtrack that goes with it. Yeah. Fantastic. Pretty much after those buzz droids come out, it pretty much falls apart. Oh, the battle droids. Um, yeah. On the, oh, on the, the, the roller droids. No, no, the buzz droids when they destroyed the ship for the first time. Um, oh, the, the little flying yeah, the, ones where they use their wings for to yeah, walk? to walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're called buzz droids. No, buzz droids are the little, oh, ra- little the razor ones in oh, yeah, uh, Avenger the, the Sith. Yeah, that well, cut, that's a yeah, disaster that's, yeah, we're on, on another scale, but... <laughs> It had promise, but it had yeah. so much that it let it down as well. And um, I think CGI issues. Yeah. And, um, Look, you know, it it wasn't. Uh, it it still was received well because you got to remember it wasn't probably aiming for my age anymore. Yeah. And it was aiming for younger age. And and even though you know we all balk at Jar Jar. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of kids that liked. Well, Jar-Jar yeah, I know a lot of. I've talked to a lot of you know people I work with who are a bit younger than us and they love, they will love Jar Jar. And it's kind of like we were talking about where the prequels kind of people growing up who grew up with the prequels, like they love that shit. There's like, yeah, it's, it's unconditional. (laughs) And so it's going to be a really shitty time in the next 10, 20 years when all the people who grow up are like, yeah, we're going to make inspiration. Yeah, exactly. I love the theory that, um, the a larger audience reaction to Jar Jar eventually was negative. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea that Jar Jar was going to be the ultimate bad oh, guy. So yeah, Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar. Because yeah. there's like little video. I don't know if they're like Easter yeah. eggs or if they're intended. It's hard to tell. But some of the CGI elements are like, they hint that Jar Jar's uh, a bad yeah, guy. There, there, there was four stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was there was this YouTube like video <laughs> yeah. that was like a whole like, here's all yeah, the hints. It's like a documentary. And, yeah. Like I'm, I'm someone who's like, nah, fuck that shit. But also I was kind of like. 50-50. I think, yeah. I think, I think it might be true because we'll knowing know. George Lucas, yeah. he was probably trying to do that. And when people had the negative reaction, you could see how distraught he was about having to cut Jar Jar's part down. Yeah. And especially because Jar Jar's, you know, the one who gives the executive powers to the emperor. And it's like, I think he was trying to do something with that. But I love this little, you can look this, there's footage on YouTube where there's, Jar Jar like force mind controlling people yeah. and like there's little there. hints there's yeah little hints. there's little hints and, he and he's like door. he opens a door yeah it, and there's like but his, if his it, mouth is moving when someone yeah. else is talking and it's but really it, weird if it is true it's the stupidest shit I've yeah. ever heard but, and it just points the, it points to make the, the film fact better. that no, yeah, it's just a funny A side to points, like what could have happened it points to the fact that George Lucas went off his rocker and what is why the prequels are so terrible but I will and say, what, do you give him a, a different voice when he the dark side that would be overtakes funny. him. He starts talking. All of a sudden, James Earl does that. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> the thing is, if you take away the Anakin story, yeah, if that was uh, um, a sequel, not a prequel, the the scenes on um, uh, Naboo. Uh, Look, we don't have time to go into it because, yeah, you know, it'll it will take up the whole modern, show. You know. But, yeah, it, one of the main problems of the prequels is it looks too modern to be a yeah. prequel. But I will say, as much as I hate all the prequels uh, as much as each other, they're all terrible films with little to no redeeming qualities. The Phantom Menace is the best of the prequel trilogy. Yeah. That doesn't mean yeah. it's good. No. It has the most practical effects, which is good because all the cgi in the prequels is terrible and overused it has a great soundtrack score by the soundtrack is amazing. by uh john williams 
Um, he gave us the pod, pod racing. The pod racing is actually yeah. really fun and well done. Yeah, we got some good video games out of pod and, racing. Yeah, and the yeah. and the duel of fates, the the fight at the end. It's a fun fun martial arts fight. You know, I, I did enjoy it. Had it. good moments. Yeah, it's a yeah. movie with good set pieces. I enjoyed it when they re-released it in 3D. Because oh, the, no, the the 3D <laughs> when they re-released it was actually really well done. Yeah, and I, and then and then they, uh, they stopped. Yeah, their their whole plan was to re-release all the movies yeah. in 3D they and then didn't stopped. do well. Yeah, didn't do well, and they were like, better stop that. Um, all right, so now we're getting into the 2000s, starting with Mission to Mars 2000. This is a really good movie. Probably good action. Probably not as well known or maybe not as well liked or, you know, not as huge as some of the other movies on the list. But it's actually worth watching. It's an interesting movie. It's a cool, slow discovery kind of sci-fi movie. Not a not a really big action, you know, shoot 'em up movie. Um, but it's a cool movie with some great uh, set pieces and some great, uh, you know, you know, exploring space stuff, mm. you know. Um, Pitch Black, 2000. This is a movie I really love. Vin yeah. Diesel. It is a sci-fi movie that's a bit lower budget. It was shot in Australia. It um, is perhaps lesser, maybe lesser known to an extent or not a lot of people have seen yeah. it or, you know. Uh, but to me, this was like such a good, small sci-fi idea executed so well for the yeah. resources they had. Mm. The idea of like, you know, Spaceship gets, you know, crashed on a barren, you know, abandoned planet. Um, and uh, one of the passengers is an escaped serial killer and they have to work together to fight monsters that only come out in the dark. But this planet they're on is dark for like, I can't remember how long, months at a time. <laughs> so, it's just such a cool idea, such a small scale idea executed so well it's got a really cool alien aliens kind of uh real not real you know realistic uh yeah, yeah. mechanical look to things the guns and the the way people dress and the way people talk you know the idea of like new mecca and then like there are you know um, islamic people who are traveling out into space and like it's like a realistic view of like the future mm. then the sequels ruined it Props to Vin Diesel, though, for trying to, to, to oh, trying with the yeah. franchise. Vin Diesel. He doesn't want to let it go. Remember when we were talking about earlier how there are, you know, actors like Keanu who are passionate about their franchises, but that doesn't mean they'll be good. This is a prime example of that. <laughs> yeah. Vin, Di- Vin Diesel is secretly, a, well, not secretly, he's a huge nerd. Massive, he has his yeah. d character name tattooed on yeah. his back he in He plays D&D. He loves, like, all that nerdy shit. Yeah. And Pitch Black, he was, uh, you know, the, 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 the Riddick universe he was really invested in. And the only reason he agreed to cameo at the end of Tokyo Drift was so he could get the rights to make another uh, Riddick movie. But unfortunately, after Pitch Black, the movies just shat themselves. The director went, com- the writer-director went completely off the deep end. He turned a cool kind of realistic, gritty sci-fi movie into a bizarre space fantasy with like teleportation and and kings and queens and and sword fights in space and i'm like that's great if you want to do that make that movie i'll I'll be down for that but why is riddick a serial killer now the hero (laughs) the hero of your franchise not only that but he's been um he's been revealed to be the last in the race of furians these beautiful magical strong alien creatures and i'm just like what is this bullshit <laughs> it's a you made a fucking dope gritty 
movie about a serial killer having to f- like help these stranded astronauts, you know, and turned it into a Lord of the Rings in space or some shit. I don't know what the fuck he was on about. And they made a PG-13, which is even worse. They made a good video game, though. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. People love it, but, you know, me, um, they, when they start introducing that, he's kind of a furion, but it's like, fuck that shit. But anyway. As far as the royalty part goes within those movies, it was trying to emulate De- Dune. Yeah, um, but it's like, if you want to make a space fantasy, that's yeah. fine. Don't yeah. don't make it a sequel. To, it'd be like, original it'd be like if Lord of the Rings was the sequel to Aliens. Mm. Like, you'd be like, what? Yeah. You know? Or you know, like it Gandalf doesn't. Create the alien. Yeah, the aliens. exactly. That's like, weird. It's it, it. And then then they made that third movie, which they made lower budget. You know, and they tried to they made it R and they tried to bring it back to the first movie, but then they just kind of ended up copying the first movie because it was a bunch of bunch of guys on a, a planet, and the aliens attacked them, and it was just shit. And they they really they really squandered uh, what could have been a really interesting world and a really yeah. you know really cool sci fi world. The, the Dark Fury animated short that they made to bridge the gap between Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick. It's a really cool, interesting uh, animated short. Um, but other than that, like, it's one of those franchises that just went into the toilet and it's never going to recover. Mm. Yeah. And it's very sad because Vin Diesel is so passionate about it and I'm sure he wants to make more. But after Pitch Black, it's just they're all shit. I think the next movie, Titan AE, is massively underappreciated. Yeah, so Titan AE yeah. 2000, uh, this is one you, uh, you would usually cut out of the list, but I grew up watching this movie on yeah. VHS. I love it. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. we did too. It's, yeah. it's a good movie. It's a great Keep going movie. back to it. Yeah, it's really cool, um, you know, sci-fi animated, you know. Um, space fairy. Space, yeah, adventure. It's got cool aliens and, you know, laser gun fights and... Yeah, it's very cool. It's a fun movie. It's, it's kind of swashbuckling. Yeah, 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 it has that. AI, 2001, Spielberg. Um, Too long. <laughs> this is a movie I didn't like the first time I watched it. I liked it a bit more the second time I watched it. I don't think I've watched it many times since then. The movie's um, is too damn long. I, I feel like, because originally Stanley Kubrick was developing it, and then he passed away, and Spielberg, who was close with Kubrick, was like, well, I'm going to take on the project. I have a feeling the movie under Kubrick would have been much better mm. because I feel like the material suits someone like Kubrick more because of just the nature of like, you know, we talk about Bicentennial, man. Yeah. It's like the nature and the nature of the, the Pinocchio story, but in this kind of dark, twisted sci-fi world. And Spielberg's just a bit too whimsical. Yeah, which, definitely. Which works on certain elements because... Part of the whimsy is the Pinocchio element of like him v- trying to visit the fairy and turn into a real boy. But there, I don't know. There are other elements that don't really work. I don't know. It's it had not, good bits in it. And, yeah. And it's not, others, it it's not a terrible yeah. film, but it's not perfect by any means. It's an interesting movie. But, you know, I mean, I, you can say this about a lot of movies, but I want to see the Kubrick version. Mm. <laughs> you know, what, what, what like, because you can, you can see like Kubrick would have been like, I'm going to build a Like he wanted to build a robot like a humanoid robot and they, like they, they tried to develop one for him and they're like sorry we couldn't we can't do it and he's like do it <laughs> uh, and then he passed away and they you know they they stopped that idea but it's like imagine like how far he would have pu- yeah how yeah. far how far would he have, have he have pushed it you know 
Donnie Darko, 2001, cult classic. And yeah. a very interesting time travel movie. Yeah, very weird kind of dark movie. Weird, it's very dark, very, yeah. very dark. Really cool, like very stylish, very um, thought, Philo- thought, philosophical, yeah, philosophical yeah. thought-provoking, yeah. Evolution, 2001. This is a really De- fun... Decent comedy. Yeah, it's like a fun sci-fi comedy. Has some good... Uh, the CGI is not very good, but it kind of works with the kind of this silly is nature William of the Scott, film. Yeah. yeah, and David yeah. Duchovny, yeah. Probably at his height, sure. <laughs> yeah, close well... Sean, Sean William Scott, yeah, close Yeah, well, American height. Pile, you yeah. know, come out around... And he was... You know. Yeah, he was in all sorts of movies. Um, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, 2001. This is one that it, you it, would usually cut from the list. It looks very dated but, now. Yeah, but... I've always loved this movie. I know it has nothing to do with Final Fantasy, yeah. and that's one of the reasons a lot of people don't like it. But, uh, you know... Uh, uh, this you know, movie as a, confused me. Yeah, uh, one, it shouldn't have been called Final Fantasy because it has nothing yeah. to do yeah, with any Final Fantasy. It should just be called The Spirits Within. What's the yeah, problem with that? exactly. Um, but as a movie itself, it's a fun sci-fi movie I, with some cool I mean, ideas. I can kind of understand why they attach the label to it because... Final Fantasy Square, Square Soft at the time yeah. was massively popular as a company, mm. and I'm pretty sure Square it was like developed or produced by the company. They would have had, they must have had something yeah. to do with it. Otherwise, so the name makes even probably, less. They'll sense. probably just like attach Final Fantasy on name recognition. It'll yeah. get bums in seats, but it didn't really. Yeah, it, and the, I don't think it did that well. I mean, it doesn't help that there's an uncanny valley yeah. element it, to it because it it's all CGI. Probably. I doubt it, but I, maybe. I haven't seen it in years, so I'd be yeah. interested to know. I've got it on Blu-ray. I, I really like it, but I How's mean, it, have you seen it lately? A few years ago, yeah. How, how does it hold up? Not particularly well, but not as bad as you might think in your mind. You know, like it doesn't look like Toy Story yeah. One or anything. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like as much as I hate CGI. If you're going to, you know, they were experimenting with the idea of like let's make a photorealistic, fully CGI movie. Yeah. If you're going to do that, do it like this. Like, just go full animated. Don't pretend it's a live-action yeah. movie like Avatar, which we'll talk about later. It's like, oh, it's a live-action movie, when in reality, it's all animated. Yeah. And they didn't pretend. They're like, we're going to make a whole photorealistic CGI animated movie. You know, that, you know, it's a cool thing. And, um, you know, it's like a, a cool uh, uh, curiosity yeah. or whatever, like to look back on, you know. Yeah. 28 Days Later, 2002. I mean, this one kind of straddles the line between the, sci-fi this, and just being straight horror. This is just straight up horror, but it does have the rage virus element. <laughs> yeah. this, is um, this one of the first examples in mainstream cinema that we get actually like a really, not a walker zombie? Like a like, runner. Oh, the run, yeah. yeah like something, Are there like in something Dawn, of the, the, Dawn of the Dead, are The they? Dawn of the Dead remake, but that came out in 2004. Um, yeah, so this I is like yeah. a more predatory, fast, much yeah. more dangerous I don't, I don't know zombie. If it inv- yeah, I don't know if it invented think- the fast zombie, but yeah, it, it was definitely changing it up a bit, but executing it so well. Yeah, this, classic, and, this scared yeah. the shit out of me and when doing, I watched it. Know, yeah. Doing it on such a low budget and, you know, being like so, ultra yeah, violent. film. Yeah. Cillian um, Murphy is really uh, good. Yeah. Um, also has the, the I classic- think the English part of it. Um, that's, gave it a difference that's, as well. That's another good point as well yeah. because it's like, you know, set in England and all that. It's like, yeah, it makes it feel different from the normal. Yeah, it felt different in yeah. that sense, yeah. It also created the uh, the whole meme thing with uh, Don't Dead Open Inside. No, that's uh, Walking that's walk- Dead. That was Walking Dead. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Y- yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, still good though. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Of course you yeah, are, yeah. yeah. Um, it's also a really good like survival movie where yeah. there's bits where they just go to like a shopping centre, uh, you know, uh, a, a grocery that, store. The and, scene when they're in the house yeah, and it's like they're just like sitting there is like so tense because yeah. you know something's going to happen. You can feel it. Yeah. It's just a really, really good movie. Danny Boyle wants to make another one, doesn't he? 
They've been saying that for over 10 years. I mean, they made comics too. I mean, yeah. it's a pretty good franchise. I hope they do, but also at this point, I'm like, might be too late. But 28 weeks later, 2007, contrary to everyone else, I fucking love this movie. It's good. Everyone hates it. Oh, it's so bad. It sucks. It's, it's yes. one of those things where it's not as good as the first one, yeah, but, but it's But that still doesn't good. make it bad. Yeah. And it's like, yes, they went bigger. That doesn't always mean better. But what they did, I think, worked. You know, like expanding the virus and being like it wasn't just a small you know thing it was like it was quite big you know um and the the action scenes are well done and you know the horror scenes work well especially the opening scene of that movie is just moi chef kiss you know like wow what a tense disturbing intense brutal opening scene um and i i always hoped i you know for years they were saying they're going to do another one because at the end of that movie the virus gets to continental europe and, you know, there are all these rumors, oh, it's going to be set in Paris. Oh, they're going to do one in, in Red Square in Moscow. And I'd be like, fuck. I was like, yeah, fucking cool. Nothing ever came from that. And Danny Boyle has said, yeah, he would be like to do another one or, you know, he wouldn't mind. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And at this point, is it too late? I don't know. They could do it. I'd be, I'd be interested in seeing it. Equilibrium, 2002. This is another movie not particularly well-known, a lower-budget one, but I think it's a really interesting movie. It kind of takes a lot from Matrix and, you know, the gun-fu kind of gun carter, I think they call it. It's like the shooting, and it's a cool movie. It's a fun movie. Um, Minority Report, 2002. Now, everyone knows who's listened to this show. Not the biggest Tom Cruise fan. (laughs) Um, Look, I'm just going to go say it. I don't really like this movie. The start is incredible and the end is incredible. The middle is trash. I don't mind this movie. Most people love it. You know, I, I always see on like Reddit and people go, oh, my report's one of the great sci-fi movies. I love it. I remember seeing it and then my feeling was, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it was all right. It's yeah. not the great I uh, think film. for me, the problem is the star of the movie is really good. You know, the setting up the premise, the whole like precog, you know, like there are a squad of cops who like predict the future and then, you know, uh, arrest people before they can commit the crime and it's, it's like it should there's have a SWAT been released team. in the 90s <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's like there's a SWAT team element to it and yeah. then Tom Cruise's character gets uh, wrongly uh, accused. accused and he goes on the run and then the movie just fucking nosedives and the reason it does is because Spielberg goes full Spielberg He's like weird CGI alien plants and like a car chase with hover cars and like he's, he, Tom Cruise drops his eyeballs and they're rolling down the hallway and it goes completely cartoonish nonsense this, and I hate it. This should have been more in line with Total Recall yeah. and like Demolition and then, Man. And then the end of the movie picks up again and it com- comes back to like it brings up the idea of like, well, if, if you never committed the crime, like were you guilty? And it starts to bring those things in and- you know, and the, the the conspiracy is revealed and Tom Cruise is vindicated and it's good at the end. But it's just the middle is trash. And it's based on a Philip K. Dick story, uh, you know, like Total Recall, like Blade Runner. You know, so it had those elements of being a really good, really dark, really, uh, you know, practical movie. But Spielberg had to go full Spielberg. Yeah. And he, he fucked it. The middle of that movie is shit. Would have been interesting to see what uh, 80s Ridley Scott might have done with Yeah. That would have been a great movie, you know? Yeah. More grounded, you know? You know, all this crap in the you know, CGI nonsense. Oh, I don't like it. Hot take. Everyone. Because yeah. I know people are listening. Oh, it's so good. Um, Signs, 2002. Good one, a good one. This is yeah. a great 
kind of modern reinterpretation of like the classic 50s, 60s alien invader movies that we were talking about last week. It's like the, you know, the 2000s edgy version of like the alien invasion. Another scary you know, one. With, yeah, with like horror elements. The nervous tension in that movie yeah. was really good. So it's good. one I need to yeah. go back and rewatch. Oh, man. Like, you know, Shyamalan had that sixth sense, unbreakable, and um, signs that three movie run. It's like, this guy's unstoppable. Yeah. Like, you know, people will call him the new Hitchcock and all this stuff. Like, you know, he master of suspense. But yeah. yeah. And then it all went down. <laughs> I mean, there's you know? that one There's that one scene in Science that's just like nightmare fuel when the alien walks the birthday from the party? birthday party. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, oh, it's like blink if you miss it. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's there, but you have to be paying attention. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's such a great, um, it's yeah, really, really it really is a great movie. movie. And just like the fact they're like they're, they're watching um, Joaquin Phoenix's characters like watching the TV under the stairs so the kids don't see on the news all the the, the lights you know the the UFOs you know and they're like watch and then they're like they've they like keep moving the TVs further and further away and and all the glasses of water you know it's such a great like Shyamalan was just the master of that you know setting things up and then paying yeah. them off so good at that um, Star Trek Nemesis two thousand and two. Everyone hates this movie. It's not great, but it has some cool bits in it. it. Has some really good effects because it was, you know, when CGI was becoming a thing, but still they were using like real practical models and stuff. It has some cool elements. I think it would have been better if the Picard clone was played by Patrick, Patrick Stewart instead of like babyface Tom Hardy. Um, I know, you know, they, you know. It, it's not bad. It's an interesting movie. It's more interesting than Insurrection. Insurrection might be a better movie overall, maybe, but Nemesis is like perhaps more of a f- interesting movie. One beef I have with this movie, um, being a spaceship fan, is that because the Enterprise D never really got that intro like the the B did, yeah, and the the A refit did. Um, okay, so the D just came to be from the series yeah then the, the d got smashed up yeah and the e had no launch yeah just um, the I movie like starts and, I, I think yeah. they should have devoted at least a maybe couple of shots li- yeah like even galaxy quest you know launch you know, yeah just okay let's take it out there you yeah know? or at least they should have mentioned at some point like the launch like even if you're not going to show it give us some cool shots of yeah. it and mention that the e you know yeah all of a sudden the e's there yeah and uh, unless you're a, you know, a fan of the actual next gen thing, yeah. you kind of like lost. Like, what's this new yeah. spaceship? Well, I mean, they all, all the enterprises look similar, so I don't think anyone will be lost. But yeah, it loses that. Um, it, yeah, it loses that romance. That, yeah, you know, like the, a launch of a ship is always wonderful should be special. Yeah, in any movie, you know. Yeah. Um, Going back to uh, Galaxy Quest, I love when the thing is just... Oh, scraping, scraping yeah. Scraping. I love that. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, like considering how bad Star Trek has gotten over the last 20 years, Nemesis in retrospect is pretty fucking great. <laughs> you know, relatively, yeah. you know. Um, oh. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones 2002. Don't watch it. Moving on. Look, they took you know, the fets into kiwis. As, yeah, as a, as it, you know, this came out when I was about twelve or whatever. You know, as a kid, I was just so excited for new Star Wars. I didn't care. You know, the, the Phantom Menace. You know, 
I didn't I didn't have the prequel problems. You know, I was just like, yay, toys. Yeah. But Attack of the Clones was the first time in a Star Wars movie I remember vividly being bored. This is not me retroactively imprinting my current thoughts on my younger self. I remember vividly being in the cinema, throwing popcorn at my friend's head because I was so bored. It just, it's the worst. It's CGI nonsense. It looks like shit. It's boring. The romance is creepy and completely... Look, 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 the romance is an issue in in this original show. Sand does get everywhere. Yeah, I don't like sand. It's too sandy. Um, It's just, it was, I think it was, if if, whether you like Phantom Menace or not, by the time Attack of the Clones came around, this is where George Lucas just lost the plot. Yeah. And he destroyed Star Wars for good. Like, this was the final nail, you know. Um, or the first nail, because there were many yeah, nails were, to come. Yeah, the <laughs> Revenge of the Sith was the final oh, nail God. And, and hit again. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> the Matrix Reloaded, 2003, and The Matrix Revolutions, 2003 as well. These movies were filmed back to back and then released a few months apart, which is a cool idea. But... Look, I mean, the effects still hold up today. <laughs> the the practical them. effects hold up very well. Yeah. The CGI, they went a bit overboard. Now, as someone who's rewatched these movies recently, it's not as bad as people think it is. It's only bad because when it is bad, it's really bad. Like, people remember, you know, the 100 Smiths fight, and people think, oh, it's too much CGI crap. I watch that movie, like, frame by frame, like, slowly. I pause that and watch it. There's so much practical effects in that. It's really impressive. It's an exceptional fight. And but then, uh- when there is CGI in it, it's so cartoony and wibbly and flubbery, it makes you think the whole thing is just yeah, trashy yeah. CGI nonsense. But it's not. And that's one of the big problems with the sequels is this that just as all those CGI nonsense, it retroactively destroys what is actually some of the best practical effects in science fiction, especially the freeway chase. The free, I was going to say, the freeway chase is amazing. Where they built a freeway and then crashed real cars into each other, slow motion shit, but people don't remember that. All I remember is the wibbly-wobbly what, CGI what bits. I think, when I think of revolutions, all I think of is the freeway fight. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, that's uh, Reloaded. Reloaded. When yeah. I think of Reloaded, now, sorry, the second one, all I think yeah. of is the freeway Reloaded fight. is a good movie for action set pieces. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, the freeway chase... You know the, the 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 fight scenes. You know the the cool ghost twins. You know, like it's it's got some really cool bits in it. But as a movie, yeah, they they went a bit too far up their own ass with the whole philosophical questions. You know the the discussions from the first movie go so far in the second and third movie. Like it, it just comes comes kind of silly. Yeah, the, the story has its issues. Yeah, but, um, the reloaded has some just really cool action. Yeah. and and revolutions. Not you know again, not that bad. Not as bad as everyone thinks. But yeah, I just, just wish they were more like the first. Yeah, I, I think I think after the first movie, people had so many ideas about where it could go, and the Wachowskis unfortunately picked kind of the worst option. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I heard, I read a, I, I can't remember um, when, but there was on Reddit someone was talking about um, like the timeline or whatever, and some guy after the Matrix One read this really amazing kind of uh, concept. Yeah, and apparently, like the Wachowskis would look at these things and they were like, 
they would see these really good ideas which made sense and they'd be like, yeah, but we can't do something like that. So we'll that, make, have to make our own our yeah. own thing which no one's thought of. That, and that's like, that's uh, the worst way to tell yeah. a story. Like, we, we talked about this when Game of Thrones finished and George R. R. Martin himself said, like, if you're writing a, a story, I think he might have used the example of like a murder mystery and someone guesses the end, someone guesses the, the killer. Yeah. You don't, halfway through your story change who the killer yeah. is because you don't you know you want to surprise people and you don't you know you don't want to have to have people yeah. have to have guests because then that ruins your entire story all the things you've set up all your intentions out the window i think they went too grandiose they went too weird yeah they I, they needed it to be they, more grounded yeah they like because the ending of the first movie where neo flies and it's like that was like he's going to show people the Matrix is not real, and he's yeah. going to stick it to the robots. Um, and then the, the second movie, he's like, yeah, he can fly now. He's like Superman, but he still has to be in the Matrix, and the robots still, and the, the, the agents are upgraded so they can fight him now. And it's like, well, he's not the one that we saw at the end of the first yeah. movie because he's just a strong guy. And yeah. there's even the fight with, um, uh, with Morpheus, and he fights the agent. I'm like... I was told in the first movie that no man has ever gone up against an agent until Neo did. Yeah, that's so, it. But now the upgraded agents which can fight Neo, can, normal people can fight them. Yeah. And, and, you know, people were like, oh, but that's because Neo gave everyone hope and then they could become stronger. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just, it's all, yeah. it's all kind of silly. And especially, you know, in Revolu- you know, at the end of Reloaded, when they go back to the real world and Neo uses his powers in the real world, and everyone was it blew everyone's mind. Everyone was like, "He's there's another and there's a just, second layer of yeah." Of, and that just pissed me off. No, yeah, there's a second no no, but there's a second layer of, of simulation, and people are like all these theories. Then revolutions come out. And it's like, no, he just had Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's and so everyone dumb. was like, "What?" Like th- they thought they were being intelligent. Yeah, but really, all they did was poorly implement an idea. Yeah. And yeah, the, it was just poorly implemented. The idea of like Neo not being the only one and that there were several ones and that this is a cycle that continues, that's really interesting. And that's something I hope they play with in the new movie. But the way they executed it was kind of boring. Where yeah. he, he gets to the architect or Colonel Sanders. Then, I what like I hated, it was all he sees in Matrix Code or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. nah, nah. I think nah. that's one of my biggest faults with this series is they should have left the Matrix in the Matrix. And yeah. have him just be a man outside of the yeah. Matrix. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess it's it's kind of like a Terminator thing where it's like the whole fun of Terminator is you've got the future scenes and then the robot comes back to present day. The more you do in the future, the less interesting it becomes. It just becomes a normal sci-fi. Because like the, the idea of the one is that it's like it's like a, manipulating the Matrix is like a skill, yeah? yeah? Some people can jump higher than others when they're Matrix. Yeah. Some can do other stuff. Uh, but it's like Neo is just really good at it. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. And, and then the but, fact that he can use those powers outside of the Matrix just really just yeah. kills it. Yeah. This is only my personal opinion, but I would now only watch one and three. What? No, that doesn't make no, any sense. You watch because one and two. The, the middle for me now, the Reloaded is two. No, no, re- Reloaded and Revolutions have to be watched together. They're one movie. They were filmed back to back. It's one continuous No, story. I have watched if you them skip, all, but yeah, I, if, I you, kind of... if you go one to three, that makes zero sense. If you only watch one, that makes sense. Yeah. No, if you watch one and two, that doesn't really make two, sense. Yeah. No, I understand, Andre. I get yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, really? I like number three because really it's got exoskeleton. One, oh, you, yeah, you like the... Uh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, no, that I is don't a, like that is a where cool the... Um, what do you call them? The snaky octopusy things that come out of the... Sentinels. The, the, yeah, Sentinels. There's too many of them. 
it's it's too many to look at it's like the Um, zion fight's cool but yeah it's like you know how much of the real world do we want to see and it just kind of gets too far it's up its own ass and then morpheus is in a love triangle i do like the nairobi um flying sequence though is uh what's the character's name um Niobe? What does she do? She's uh, the, she's like the best pilot in like. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, and they're yeah, like, you yeah. can't fit, and then she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she does it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the, the sequels aren't bad. Like I watched them. I, it's not like other movie, other sequels where I like refuse refuse to acknowledge well, their existence. But if I, yeah. if I feel like watching the Matrix, I watch the first one. That's it. Yeah, I will rewatch watch- all of them before the new one comes out. Oh, definitely. But like um, generally, I only really watch. watch the first. Yeah, watch one and Animatrix. Animatrix is incredible. Yeah, that's really good. But yeah, like fingers crossed for the new one. But I'm not holding my breath. No. Yeah, especially yeah. now with the CGI, I think they're going to go a bit too far. If the sequels went too far, did you see the production picture? Uh, I saw yeah the one on the bike and then the one you sent me with the wire work yeah. on the building, yeah. which you know that's if ho- the, hope. If hope. they can, yeah, if they if they stick to those practical stunts that made the first movie so good. I mean, you know, Keanu could always go on set and be like, look, I've done this a few times now with John Wick, but you still do practical. Look, considering only one Wachowski is involved. That doesn't mean mean anything. Uh, No, I don't know. It's a CG question, really. Yeah, it's how much CGI are they going to do and how far up their own ass are they going to go with the story? I mean, and are they going to take a story in an interesting place like we're discussing now rather than them going, thinking they're smart and going like, we're going to do a weird philosophical thing that no one's ever thought of? I think the magic only worked for the original because it was like them together working on it. I don't know how, if if you'd only take one Wachowski, I don't know. Because their work hasn't yeah, been so great lately. I'm like, yeah, but it's like they both worked on Jupiter Ascending. And it's like that wasn't yeah. good because they both worked on it. You know, like it yeah, doesn't, you know, it, it's possible depending on how this new one works out. It's possible the only way to make a good Matrix movie is to not have the Wachowskis involved. Yeah. You know, who knows? We'll see what happens. No, that's fair. Uh, iRobot 2004. It's not bad. It's fun. Eh. Yeah. yeah it's Will right. Smith makes some jokes. It's got an interesting idea. Not great. Yeah. Some of the robot sequences are not yeah, bad. The robot's um, pretty cool. In the very early part of it. Yeah. Um, it's nothing like the book. It's, yeah. They they only they only um, they bought the rights to the book so that they could use the title and so that they could use the three laws of robotics. Yeah, that's about it. Other than that, they made like an original action movie. Yeah. And this movie would be better with more practical effects and as a slower, more contemplative, you know, uh, Blade Runner esque. Yeah. You know, yeah. sci-fi movie. But as it stands, it's a fun movie. And especially how bad a lot of movies are today. It's one kind of... It's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. You know, it's not as bad... It's not as insulting as some of the ones I just cut straight out of the list because I was like, not even talking about that shit. Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, 2004. I, was, I, I, I wasn't even going to put this on the list. The only reason I put this on the list is because this is one of the first movies, along with the Star Wars prequels where they were like, what if we do full CGI sets? So what if we have the actors walking around, but everything they interact with, everything, is all CGI. And it was supposed to be this revolutionary thing. And the director was like this young, hot guy. And everyone's like, yeah, he's going places. And it flopped and no one liked it. And the director, like, I don't think ever made another film, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) And it's it's a movie I don't like. And it's not a good movie. But it's interesting but it also points to a problem, which will get which will get more prevalent as we go down this list, of the overuse of CGI. Yeah. Where, yeah, it was interesting. You know, um, uh, Spirits Within was interesting. You know, they made a, a whole. 
but do we want that for every movie? You yeah. know, no. And, you know, the movies from now onwards, just the CGI use goes completely ham, especially the 2010s. Like everybody jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, the 2010s everybody. is just ridiculous. Yeah. Too much CGI nonsense. It looks terrible. And it really, we've been talking about a lot, you know, a lot of these movies from, you know, the 50s to the 90s. It's like that's where sci-fi was at its peak because you still had practical effects. Yep. And now it's just CGI nonsense. It's overused. It looks terrible. And they use it when they don't need to. And they use it as a crutch. And, yeah, it's it's really sad. Serenity, 2005. Kev with spoilers here. I haven't seen it. I haven't finished Firefly. I need to watch it. How can... Pff, I'm, <laughs> Is the episode over? Are we done? I'm going to throw uh, him out. Yeah. <laughs> what the... F- <laughs> Come on, man. Firefly, it's 14 episodes. You can smash it out. Yeah. One Firefly is I know. one of the greatest I sci-fi no de- shows I ever no made. Two, I'm still salty. It got cancelled. Like any good brown coat, still salty. Three, Serenity, the movie based, you know, to, to end on, you know, to as a sequel to the series. It's not, it's not great. I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, any, any, like kind of like the X-Files movie, any movie that's based on a show where it's like, kind of like a continuation it's kind of like they have to do so many things mm. to like yeah. match it up but also like bring it into the theatrical movie world and it's a good movie i like it but considering the show like the show is just moi, like so good but if i can add i actually in this case i actually watched the movie before the before sure. I watched the series and yeah. then, I, then i discovered the series firefly yeah. and i go i'll watch that it didn't spoil the the thing for me at all? No, yeah, I think a lot of people watch the the movie first and then discover yeah, the didn't series. Spoiler for me at all? Yeah. I, I wasn't, oh, you know, that really spoiled. I yeah. shouldn't have done that. No, yeah, no. Not at all. But yeah, if you haven't seen Firefly, one of the greatest mm. sci-fi shows of yeah, all look, time. I, I have no defense. Yeah. I, I know I'm doing a bad thing when I don't watch Firefly. <laughs> every every minute you're not watching Firefly <laughs> yeah. is a minute wasted. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, oh. 2005. Even I'm going to ask you to skip on that one. <laughs> I just want to say, we've, I think we've talked about this before. People now have this really sick, twisted idea in their head that Revenge of the Sith was the best of the prequels because it was, quote-unquote, the dark yeah. one, or that it was a legitimately good movie because it was, quote-unquote, the dark one. Yeah, it's one. a dark one because you couldn't see the Person- bloody movie. Yeah, personally, you know? <laughs> for me, Revenge of the Sith is the worst of the yeah. prequels. And even though all three prequels are as bad as each other and are all terrible, the third one is just absolute goddamn disgusting trash. From yeah. minute one, it is like, what the fuck is this? There's buzz droids eating Anakin's ship and they're making jokes that aren't funny and R2 pisses oil onto battle droids and then sets them on fire. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, Chancellor Palpatine is being kidnapped by Count Dooku and General Grievous rocks up with, and, and he's coughing and it's like, who the fuck is General Grievous? This is the end of the Why trilogy. Is <laughs> Why is he coughing? What the fuck? And he keeps running away the whole movie. He's yeah. not even a b- good bad guy. And then they, it's, it's fucking a disaster. Yeah. And people legitimately think it's a good movie. Even though it's so bizarre and and soul crushingly, oh, it's bad. They're bad. Cr- they try to put out the fire on this battleship coming into land. 
Mind you, oh, it's yeah. got a direct also, runway just the, the first, after almost being... The first, like, I don't know, how long is this? Like, 20 minutes, half an hour yeah. of the movie is, like, its own movie. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then the movie starts, and it's, like, nonsense politics that doesn't make any sense, and CGI up the ass, and it's just, like, what the fuck? And, you know, creepy... Padme and and uh, Anakin Wars, stuff. The Star Wars movies get worse. We, and we don't worry. we don't even see the Clone Wars, and it's like they're saving that for the TV the, show. The 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 fucking yeah. the the fight between Obi Wan and and Anakin at the end. People legitimately think it's the best duel. It's, it's one of the worst. Who cares? It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's they're just waving their lightsabers in front of each yeah, other. A lot of spinning and yeah, and yeah. there's like CGI lava and they're just fucking jumping on these little hoverboards i'm like what the fuck and because a lot of the uh, uh saber fight, uh lightsaber fights are far away yeah. it just looks like little uh anime little yeah it's figurines it's, jumping around it looks it's the really bad. worst it's the worst fucking movie yeah i yeah. But luckily in 2006 we get one of the better ones oh children, children of, men, of men 2006 this Classic, is a fucking underrated good, masterpiece yeah. This is a good sci-fi movie. Good, you know, again, good idea, good... Um, Execution. Uh, good, uh, what do you call it? Grounded. Yeah. You know, not not so fantastical, you know. Really, really good. Uh, really good sci-fi dystopian. scene. Like a really good classic scene in yeah. this movie too. The one-shot take. Yeah. Can you remind yeah. me about this? Because I can't remember. It's the it. one it's set in the near future London where uh, all people in the world have gone infertile. And there's like one woman who gets pregnant, and it's about like a bureaucrat who like helps this young woman I think I with the help. It now, yeah, the movie's like, just like keeping her safe. Yeah, they have to keep her safe and get and her out of like there. They're in like the city. a combat zone or something. Yeah, and there's yeah. fighting going on, and the baby like she has baby the baby, starts crying. and the baby starts crying. All the fighting stops. Is that yeah. Gerard Butler? Yeah. No, no, uh, uh, Clive Owen. Oh, Clive, Clive Owen. Owen. Yeah. 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 And all the all the all the yeah. soldiers stop. They're just like, oh my god. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh. And then he, once he gets far enough away, they all start shooting again. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking good movie. That yeah. that's like on this list. It's like that's one of those good 21st yeah. century. And uh, a lot, of, a lot of people haven't seen it. Shame on like, them. Get no, it. like what I mean is like it's popular, but it's yeah. it's like it's in those. You know, you'll, you'll be on the internet, and there's like some list of movies you have to see. Yeah, it's always in those lists. But like, if you ask it's some not, random person, not mainstream. Are, yeah, chances are there's like maybe forty percent chance I've seen it. Yeah. No, it's one of the best sci-fi movies. It's one of the best twenty-first century sci-fi movies. Um, Sunshine, two thousand and seven. This is a good movie that kind of starts to fall apart after a while. Um, it's got some really great special effects and some really cool designs. I it's, remember not liking this movie really. I recommend uh, I recommend rewatching it because it's not a bad movie. It just has problems and it kind of it stumbles towards the end. It's got a really great cast and I like you know all the crew members and the the designs of of the ship and the spacesuits and all that. It's all really cool. But then it just kind of loses its way after a while. It doesn't really know what it wants to be. Yeah. But it's a good movie, definitely worth watching. Um, visually beautiful. Too. Visually, it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it, it's the special effects stand up yeah. really well. Um, Avatar 2009. This is... Skip, you're skipping one. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about Cloverfield. Don't want to talk about Cloverfield? No, I, yeah, the okay. only reason I put it there, because I, I had to cut out all my monster movies yeah, that I yeah, love. Yeah. The only reason I put it there is because... I consider it a terrible piece of shit yeah. movie and I hate it. The it's only reason I put it there is because it spawned that weird Cloververse which didn't is seem to really? go didn't seem to go anywhere 
and was a disaster. It was an interesting idea, but you had someone like J.J. Abrams behind it and he fucked it all up. Fuck him. Avatar 2009, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I hate say- it with every fiber of my being. I will say, I went to the movies to see this in 3D. Yeah. It was good. The experience of yeah. seeing it in 3D was actually really so, cool. Um, the movie is, no, no, movie yeah. is terrible. No, no, yeah, I understand. But that's that's that kind of proves my point is the movie is a three-hour tech demo. It, it is. That's it the is, problem yeah. with the movie. Yeah. I've actually, the experience of seeing it in 3D, the theater, it proves that 3D technology can Could be work. really amazing. Yeah. Uh, I um, think, but the actual story and the movie itself, yeah, yeah. it's a glorified tech demo. It's yeah. a waste of time. I think James Cameron was too, like, kind of like George Lucas with the prequels. He was too focused on pushing the envelope with the technology, and not focused enough on the story and the characters, which, as we've discussed, is the most important part. Hmm. And the movie is just nonsense. It's essentially dances with wolves in space. Yeah, it's Fern Gully dances with wolves. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah, it's so many different movies. Yeah, it's, it's several I, movies, but yeah. yeah, I have a feeling James Cameron wrote it on a napkin. He was just like, it's dances with wolves in space. But every time you hear, you hear an interview with him, what does he talk about? The CGI, yeah. the 3D. You know, and he's made he, like three more movies. Yeah, he never talks about. The, the world or the characters. He just talks about the tech. The tech, because that's what it is. It's a tech demo. This movie would be great if it was 20 minutes and you went to IMAX to see it as a novelty, as a gimmick. It's a trash movie and they're making like four more or some shit and it's a waste of time. Yeah. Waste James of time Cameron, between Titanic and Avatar, James Cameron made no movies just focusing on trying to get the tech good enough to make Avatar. He wasted... 12 fucking years and another 10 years on top till today making the sequels. Ridiculous. When he could be making good practical effect, well-written... He's done it before. ...sci-fi movies. He's made some of the best. Some of the best movies on this list are James Cameron movies. And yet, like George Lucas, like a lot of other filmmakers, he's now in my one of the worst filmmakers I, I feel list. like... Because he's of- just lost it. I kind of feel bad because I feel like he's one of those directors who's like, I have to stay ahead of the curve or I'm going to fall behind. And so yeah. he's overcorrected himself into going full CG, thinking that he's doing this to survive almost. Because he thinks not, he's... Not that. It's, he's like, I want to be... I want to do it before everyone else does. Yeah. But in the process, he's kind of forgetting what made movies like Aliens or Terminator good was... The characters, the story, the ideas, the and the practical yeah. effects, and the action and the stunts, you know? Yeah. Avatar is trash, and unfortunately, it points to, as I just discussed not long ago, it points to, from this point till today, the overuse of CGI, because this movie was like full CGI. It's called a live action movie because it has some actors in it, but it's an animated movie. Yeah, and we sure. should consider it an animated movie. Not that there's anything wrong with animated movies. Some of my favorite movies are animated. Animated movies are legitimate storytelling films. I should be taken as seriously as the greatest of live action films. But Avatar is not a live action film, and we should stop treating it like it's this great, you know, sci fi yeah. live action film. It's trash, and after it came out, Every movie after this had to be converted to 3D. Every movie had to be fully CGI nonsense. Luckily, luckily the 3D Luck- face is yeah. over. Luckily that, but the CGI stuff never stopped. Yeah. And to me, Avatar was like the downfall of sci-fi cinema. 
It's just like, well, everyone's everyone's written written off making good movies anymore because they can just make an animated movie and pretend it's uh, live action and make nonsense with CGI flippy flobbies going all around. Fuck you, James Cameron. <laughs> now, in the same year as Avatar 2009, we get one of the best science fiction movies ever made, District 9, made for a fraction of the budget. Avatar was almost 300, $250, 300000000 million. District 9 was made for like 10 mil. Yeah. So, this, CGI too. this illustrates my point. So you don't need to spend all this money in CGI crap on fucking bullshit when you can make a really focused, really great science fiction film Had- that has amazing practical effects, but... Some of the best CGI in so, films. And good um, sort of philosophical, classic sci-fi, yeah. you know, like Immigrant messages. discussion, and- yeah. Race relations, all that. So, it, the, yeah. District 9, to me, is like, it's like in the same year you had Avatar, one of the worst movies ever made, the signaling for me of the death of science fiction cinema. Same year... You had District 9, one of the best sci-fi movies, yeah. signaling to me sci-fi is alive and there are people who can still make really interesting, really good-looking films. You yeah. know? Yeah. District 9, to me, that is sci-fi. Yeah, Great. Sure. Fucking cool. And special yeah. effects, for, for the low-budget special effects, are so, so good. They are. They're really good. And people still talk about the ending today. Do people talk about the story in Avatar? No. Because yeah. there's no story. There's no character. It's nonsense. Um, I didn't include Elysium 2013 and Chappie 2015 from the same director, Neil Blomkamp, um, just because a lot of people don't like those movies. Um, I, I really like them, but they're not as good as District 9. District 9, he kind of peaked with that. He he wanted to make an alien movie, and I would have been yeah. down with that. So I really so if want- they were reversed the other way around... Yeah, the other the other two might have got a better reception. What do you mean if if Chappie came out first or yeah, and then it ended with District Nine. You know, I mean, I know this is a whole lot of ifs. I I, I don't think so, but personally, yeah, I really Um, like Elysium. I really like Chappie. They're not great. They're not as good as District Nine, but they are. They're really good original sci-fi movies with great effects made for lower budgets than a lot of the other shit that we're yeah. seeing. And we don't get much original movies anymore. Yeah, yeah and that's them. the thing is we're, we're about to get into 2010s. From, the, from, from pretty much 2000 to now, but, you know, especially in 2010s, it's all remakes, it's all sequels, it's all superhero movies. And I just had to cut everything out. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to talk about any of this. Mm-hmm. There are some really big movies that I could have included on this list that I'm just like, these movies suck. Yeah. And it's not even worth mentioning. We're talking about sci-fi classics, not fucking trash. Yeah, we're not talking about big budget sci-fi, we're talking yeah. about classics. Yeah. It's Originality true. has basically gone out of not not just sci-fi but most cinema now. We we talk a lot about this show on other episodes that most of the original filmmaking now is on streaming services like Netflix. Yeah. All the movies that go to the theaters now are the, the studio's guaranteed bets. They yeah. have to be on a proven formula. They have to be either basically carbon yeah. copies of other yeah, movies. Yeah, it's all about brand recognition. Reboots, yeah. reboots make money. At the end of the day, you know, people say, like, oh. It's accountancy. But yeah. see, 101. That's what it sounds like, yeah. looks no, like. That's the thing. Is It's all based uh, on business yeah. Uh, it's the side of things. Yeah. You know, it's like we just talked about not long ago. You know, they would never make Sasha Troopers today. Never. No. 
But um, those are the movies people remember. Those are the movies people love. I mean, outside of a few um, examples, I like will say Nolan is our big example here in science mm. fiction. Most, yeah, most of the movies that get released are either very derivative of other successful movies, yeah. or remakes, or, or sequels, sequels yeah. or uh, adaptations. Yeah, like it's just it's just a shame because we're now in a point where sci-fi movies should be the best ever. Yeah, but really they're not. No. You know, we've got some great ones which are on this list, but, you know, in the 80s, 90s is like, that's where it peaked. Yeah. Yeah. And then... But see, let's say they tried to make Starship Troopers again. The uh, the bean counters will put another name on it. No, they'll call it Starship Troopers for the name recognition to get... Thumbs in seats. No, I mean like they'll make it PG thirteen. The, the guts of the movie itself. No, the movie like won't the, be the like same. The, yeah. the the name will be the same for the for the brand recognition. Like the RoboCop remake, they keep the name. Yeah. Like the Total Recall, they keep the name. They make it safe. Lots of CGI nonsense. Inoffensive. PG, inoffensive. PG thirteen. They change what made the original special. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Sci-fi should be pushing the envelope. Sci-fi, the ideas in sci-fi, not just the technology should be challenging people, you know? But instead, we just get trash because it's all, you know, Disney nonsense now. Hmm. It's all uh, business-minded decision-making, algorithm-driven yeah. filmmaking. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, although the next movie on the list is an exception. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about more, you know, over the last 10 years yeah. generally. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, oh, yeah, generally list, yeah. this list is cut down to the ones that are that truly are special. Yeah. So, Moon, 2009, great low-budget yeah. sci-fi, great idea, a great uh, smaller scale, very focused yeah. movie. You know, Sam Rockwell is such a good actor. He can carry the whole movie on his shoulders. You know, great, great movie. You know, really, really good practical effects. People, people yeah. don't realize almost n- most of the movie is practical. Even the, like, vehicles and shit, yeah. all practical. See, what you do with a very small budget, if you use that money well, like District 9, like Moon, like we were talking about last week with the original Alien, if you use that budget well, I you, mean, you can make something truly special. Yeah, I it mean, doesn't matter if you've got $250 million from Disney or fucking Warner Brothers if you're going to make nonsense. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference like in, in, in real cost to... You know, putting some paper mache and dressing a truck up to look like it's science fiction or paying a CG studio $100 million to, to do it from nothing. Yeah, or not paying them, or which seems paying, to be the case. Yeah which, yeah, which is the case most of the time. But, like, yeah, in, in a lot of the time, it's just laziness on the director's part, saying, oh, we can just get the CG to do it yeah. instead of getting the practical made. A lot of the time, practical can be cheaper if, you, if it's done well. Like, if it's done right, I should say. Look, we talked about this... Like this, the CGI also it allows people to be lazy. Yeah, it's like oh, we'll do it later. Oh, it's not looking so good. Just yeah. redo it. There's, there's and less it's, room for creative problem yeah, solving as well. It's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons CGI looks so bad in such big budget movies is because the the guys who do the the digital artists to like make the CGI are always pushed to the limit. Are always in crunch time. Are getting no pay. Are doing overtime, and they they they're just always pushed to the to the limit of of like what they can do physically but what the technology can do in such a short amount of time and that's why you get shit like i don't know black panther or whatever where it's just like you know whether the cgi is like how did they let this even get to the point where they put it on film and it's cuz they had they always 
they're always leaving things last minute, rushing things, and they're pushing people to a limit. Whereas practical effects, it's like you have to get that person in early and start developing an idea across the movie and like, you know, building models and, you know, and, and, and you have to pay that person for every minute that yeah. they, they're working. Pre-production you know? is something yeah, like pre-production. these days. Yeah. And, but yeah, just, just the, the, the craftsmanship. And I'm not saying there's no craftsmanship in digital side, but the craftsmanship required for practical stuff is on another scale. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. seen um, recently, we well, not quite recently now, we reviewed The Dark Crystal. Yeah. And that a whole um, documentary yeah, wow. on the making of yeah. and the making of the miniatures and the making of like all the sets and the whittling and like yeah. all the actual attention to detail behind all the production is yeah, yeah. something Ages else. better too. When I, I remember when Avatar came out and there's that bit where they're walking through the forest and those little spinny flower bugs spin up. And I, I was completely unfazed. There's exact same scene in Dark Crystal where he's walking through the forest and the little spinny flowers spin up. And I was like, yay, cool. How did they do that? Yay, it's so fun. You know, they actually built this little living world with plants and little frog monsters and yeah. little bugs. And But Avatar, so they did that on computer. Some guy yeah. worked really hard and it looks yeah, photorealistic, yeah. but I know it's fake. It looks flat and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Um, so I put Star Trek 2009 on this list for a few reasons. It's trash and I hate it, but it's it's kind of it's signaled again like Avatar. It signaled a point where, like with Star, the start new Star Wars movies, it signaled a point where they turned Star Trek into something that it wasn't to get mainstream appeal. It follows and, a specific formula that yeah. It, it's JJ it, Abrams made. Star Trek into Star Wars, and then all all the Star Trek stuff to come out after this, including the TV shows, has been just like action nonsense, yeah. like dumb, loud CGI stuff flying around. Flashy. Yeah, like it's not Star Trek anymore. It's, it's kind of funny that the death of Star Trek. We also it also we also got a rebirth in stuff like the Orville. Yeah, which but is I, like on the other end. So it's like we don't have Star Trek anymore. Yeah. Because it died a fire. I, th- I think we talked about it, you know, when the Orville was, was airing. It's like, because Star Trek is special, it's like you have people interpreting that and are continuing the spirit. Yeah. Exactly. But the people who actually own the rights to Star Trek are soulless money grubbing. Oh, yeah. You're using never, the right word, spirit. The spirit's gone from it. Yeah. I never even yeah. finished Discovery. I, I, oh, it's I saw, trash. I saw two episodes and I was like, nah, man, I'm done. I suffered through the whole first season. It almost killed me. <laughs> I was like, I'm done after two episodes. What, what yeah, are we thinking it is of Picard, absolute though? trash. I haven't started Picard. Dad has. But from what I've seen, I'm not liking it, just in terms of visuals and the, the, the story. I spoil it for you. It's not great, but it's not bad either. Has, also, being that it's a sequel, many years after the technology does match the 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 look, yeah, of the um, yeah. That th- the one good thing about Picard is that finally, after twenty years, this is the first movie or show since Nemesis set in the future of Star Trek, because Star Trek Enterprise, the series that came after Nemesis, was a prequel. The 2009 Star Trek reboot and its sequels were technically reboot prequels, 
set when you know Kirk was younger. Yeah. And Discovery was a prequel to the original series. So the first Picard's the first time we finally get to see the future of the Federation and the future of the. It, has, look, it's not bad, and uh, you're talking about a guy who struggled to go through Discovery. Really, I almost kind of like you know hung myself off the rafters. <laughs> then I kept it saved. Came back to it like a year later. I watched half an episode, a quarter of an episode, thinking that there might be something in there. No. Only because a cousin of mine <laughs> says, "Oh, but it gets better." But I wanted to commit suicide before it got better. <laughs> I mean, it, but um, Picard is nothing like that. Um, it is a, a very linear story, and you'll find that it's it's easy to swallow. And being not a prequel, um, it matches the technology. At least matches. The thing. Yeah. And it's not over the top. The transport technology is just a touch better. Yeah. Is everyone angry all the time, like in Discovery? <laughs> no. It seems it seems a bit too edgy for me. But I, I'll, I'll get back to you, the listeners, yeah. when I've well, actually watched the. Has Andre the show. seen the Orville? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. A That's fan. a much better oh, yeah. Star Trek yeah, show. Fan, as soon as yeah. I saw, as soon as I saw, I was <laughs> yeah. like, Dad's gonna love yeah. this. Um, all right, we've only got about 20 minutes left, but we've got all of the 2010s to get through. So I'm gonna smash through them, and you guys just shout out when you have something important to say. Inception, 2010. Thumbs wow. Up. No, no, Nolan, <laughs> Nolan, you fucking beauty. Yeah. Nolan, what a great Nolan movie. coming to rescue science fiction. Pe- people still to this day talk about the ending. Yeah. These special effects are unrivaled. The closest, the, the closest science fiction director I can compare Nolan to is Kubrick. Yeah, Kubrick, Spielberg maybe. Like he's, a, you know, top of his game. Yeah. Um, Tron Legacy, 2010. Fun. Like I said last week, fucking love Tron. Love Tron Legacy. I love the world. I love the look. I love the music. I don't care what anyone says. Tron Legacy is fucking awesome. I liked it. Daft Punk soundtrack, incredible. I also love the uh, Tron Uprising Disney Plus. Uh, not Disney Plus, the Disney Channel show, whatever whatever, yep. whatever yeah. uh, place it aired on. Now it's on Disney Plus. They never released it on DVD or Blu-ray, which sucks for me because I love it. Now it's on Disney Plus, which is great. But I just love that whole world. I want yeah. more from it. I want, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a shame they're not making a sequel to Legacy. I just, I love it. I love everything about it. I don't care what anyone says. I love it. Attack the Block 2011. This is one that not a lot of people have seen. Is like a lower budget, a smaller film, but it's a really great sci-fi film, uh, sort of London, Chavs versus Aliens kind of thing. Great movie. Highly recommended. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Chronicle 2012. Not that bad. I don't really like this movie that much. It's all right. But it has like a cult following. People love the uh, uh, found footage nature of it. I like the idea of the movie. Yeah. The execution's not great. The idea is good. It has some cool elements. Cloud Atlas 2012. This is a movie that I put on the list because it's really weird and interesting. And the more I watch it, the more I like it. Yeah. Oh, really? It's, I've never yeah. seen it. It's a movie... I saw the trailer for and I was like, that looks weird and the Wachowskis haven't really been doing well recently. Not really interested. Maybe, I don't know how long after, a few years later, I watched it. I'm like, hmm, that's an interesting movie. Not great. Kind of weird, in kind of bad weird, kind of good weird. Then I saw a fan edit where they like re-edit it in certain, you know, to make it closer to the book. I was like, ooh, that's really interesting. Then I rewatched the original theatrical cut. I'm like, I think I like this movie. And like, I kept watching it. And the more I watch it, the more I like it. It's yeah. a weird movie. It's not great. It has some shit in it that I fucking hate. But it's a really interesting, interesting film. I liked it the film. second time around as well. I yeah. do like the language. 
the pigeon yeah. language. They, they, yeah, when they go in the far future, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, I like that. The, the kind of different time elements and the way everything is connected. Yeah. And it's a very, very interesting film. Dread, 2012. I didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was... This is the best fucking... I mean... It's only two dread adaptations for the movies, but it's like Carl this is Urban. this is what was missing from the Stallone yeah, version. It's violence. It's like this, it's got- yeah, it's like this is the great adaptation. It's like never takes his helmet off. He's fucking rigid and cold and an asshole, and all he cares about is the law. And it's super, <laughs> it's super violent. <laughs> yeah. But it's also a simple, low budget, smaller scale film where it's just like getting through the tower, you know, killing the bad guys. It's like. Really cool, really great film. The only thing is, it's because of the budget, they can't really realize Mega City 1. So, Mega yeah. City 1 just looks like a bit of a dystopian, you know, city. Um, whereas Judge Dredd, the uh, 90s Stallone one, that's Mega City 1. That looks cool, you know, with all the Fifth yeah. Element style uh, Mega City. Um, I liked both of them for what they were. Yeah. As well. Dread, yeah, Dread 2012 is a fucking dope movie, and it's a shame they won't make a sequel because, like, that's a movie that deserves a sequel with a bit of a bigger budget, you know, maybe increase the size of, of the city and, you know, bring in some of the more technology and robots from the from the comic books. Uh, Looper 2012. Ryan Johnson. Fucking good movie. Banger. Thumbs up. Great time travel, great character piece, you know, great stylish. Great, great impressions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays, you know, young Bruce Willis. But he does it well. Yeah, he pulls it off. I love, I love the makeup. I don't care what anyone says. I love, I love the slow nature of the film. That slow discovery. Yeah. yeah. I love the second half where it's like turns into Witness and they're just on a farm. And I was like, I fucking <laughs> yeah. love this. I love the kid. I love everything about it. It's a great, great science fiction film. S- still don't forgive you for Star Wars. No. But yeah. We'll get there. God damn it. Gravity 2013. I've never watched it. It just looked boring oh, to me. Oh, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I put it on the list I because people- was making such a hoo yeah, about cause, it. Because when it came out, people were like, wow, this is the best science fiction movie. Wow. I went to see it. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. It's a good spectacle kind of like they get- This is one of the movies where it's mostly CGI, but it, it's not bad. CGI is actually not bad. Yeah. It's for, pretty For good. the amount of CGI they use, it's actually yeah. not, not bad. It's okay. Um, her 2013. Another one I haven't watched, but this, it gets it has a good no, reputation. This is a good movie. This is a great movie. Hipster as fuck, you know, like very you know stylish in that kind of way. But a really interesting sci-fi movie that's about the idea about the evolution of AI, but in a very grounded human sort of romance kind of story. Great movie. Snowpiercer 2013. Fantastic movie. Amazing movie. Bong Joon Ho just won the Oscar for Parasite. Just fucking incredible sci-fi oh, so movie. He's the one that did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, very good. Yeah, Fantastic right? movie. Yeah. Just great, great, uh, great idea, great execution. Yeah. Weird. Uh, I it, love the I love the fact that most of the movie it's set in close quarters. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, it that's the whole feel, movie. Yeah, yeah but that, it doesn't. It almost doesn't feel like it's because because you've got that. Yeah, you got all the different sort of kind of like, like with Dread, where they're going yeah, on the going levels of the, the building. Yeah. You've got the carriages yeah. of the train, and it because it's the 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 poor people on one end and the rich people on the other end. It's like it's a journey. Yeah, yeah. Through society or. You know, through the uh, status, and, yeah. through you yeah. know so- social layers, and some cool twists in it too. Yeah, it's a really cool, really violent, really weird, great movie. 
Edge of Tomorrow 2014. Yeah, it's okay. I like it. I like it a lot. You only like I it because Tom Cruise like, is in it. I like my Tom Cruise action movies. Oh, like, keep going. He's got I the like, exoskeletons yeah, and stuff. I, I think the exoskeletons could have been cooler. Yeah. Um, but I know they wanted to show off Tom Cruise's face and stuff. Um, the, some of the practical effects are good. Some of the CGI is not great. I don't like the ending. It doesn't make any sense. It's an okay movie. Yeah. A lot of people love it. You know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to a sequel. I enjoy it as an action movie. Yeah, it's a fun action movie. Yeah. Um, one of the best movies. Oh, it's 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 okay. a, hey, I'll tell. I, I'll, I'll say this. It's one, it's a movie I put on my list when I could have <laughs> cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Interstellar, one 2014. Of the, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Look, I'm just gonna clap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look. Yeah. So this is if like you, you people have heard me talk about it on the show before. Yeah. This is probably my favorite science fiction movie of all time. And unless and le- it's likely to remain that way, I haven't seen Tenet yet. Yeah. But Interstellar, like I, I think I've said to many people before, yeah, it's the closest thing I've ever had to a religious experience. Mm. We're sitting in the cinema for the yeah. first time with the the, the saw, sound real loud. Yeah. Incredible. It's two thousand and one vibes. I saw like it. Yeah, I saw it in IMAX three times. I think I've seen it once. Yeah, we like, saw it one yeah. time. Yeah, I went with Callum in one IMAX. time in IMAX. I went with my friend. I went with mum and dad in IMAX. I was like, you have to see. This. I dragged them. Like, you have to see this movie. And I took my. Yeah, I saw it three times in IMAX. Our subwoofer didn't it's, like it. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were watching at home. You know, it's so loud, and the subwoofer was like on our you know top yeah. top middle shelf. And it was like rumbling and it just kind of vibrated off the shelf and just went poof. And so now the, the, the corner of our subwoofer has like a big dent in it. <laughs> Did you That's like one we have to rewatch on the new screen. Oh, yeah, on the projector, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, this like Interstellar is the perfect combination of like 2001, Disney's The Black Hole, which you talked about last week, yeah. Mission to Mars, and all the other great like spacefaring adventure movies. But- in a Nolan kind of modern package, like it has perfect that good sci-fi stuff too. Yeah, yeah. like that good the, sort of yeah. like all the emotional close stuff, post-apocalyptic yeah. Earth stuff. Yeah. Like we're which, running out of food, running out of yeah. oxygen. I love, yeah, we it's talked, close, but it's not yet. We, yeah. we talked about it last week, where it's, I love that idea of like you know, there's like this anti-science world that is uh, in Interstellar, well, we're that which way. is very accurate <laughs> yeah. to present times, yeah. um, and it's like like this kind of like. Yeah, we were born here, but we weren't meant to die here. Like, we can't stay here. We can't sustain ourselves here anymore. Let's go on an adventure in space. And I think we need filmmakers like Nolan who can give us that adventure because in our lifetimes, we won't see that. And there are people determined to destroy us on this earth alone. So I think it's special when you get a movie like this where it's like, we're going out, we're going to adventure. And I love the end of the movie where he's just like, can't stay here, got to go. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. Also, Tars, the robot. So cool. One of the greatest designs of robots ever. Dad, you're a big robot fan. Yeah, very technical. <laughs> very uh, impressive. Very and it's mostly practical. Yeah. yeah. The, how can you make... Nolan, you <laughs> madman. How can you make a movie like this with mostly practical effects? I, I he's think, insane. And if anything, that should have been CGI yeah. because of the complexity of it. It's because he's a so. filmmaker with a capital F. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you know, he doesn't do things by halves. We keep talking about how like sci-fi peaked in the 80s and 90s and now it's all CGI nonsense. It's like, but we still got Nolan, yeah, baby. We're, still, we're talking about the guy who strapped an IMAX jet to a World War II fighter plane. An IMAX, an IMAX uh, camera. An IMAX camera to a World, to World War II, II plane. fighter plane. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I think like the movie epics have mostly gone away now, but yeah. Nolan is still the guy He's that still will the release one. the epic. Yeah, the mainstream. Like the, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Predestination 2014. This is a smaller one that not many people have seen, but I had to mention it because it's a really special movie to me because it's absolutely incredible. It's uh, filmed in Australia. I think it's written, directed by Australians, but it's like American set, American actors. Uh, Great, great time travel movie with, you know, paradoxes and one that makes you think. Ex Machina 2015. This is another really one that's like a smaller scale, uh, you know, one that makes you think great movie about AI and, and uh, you know, the yeah. future of androids and all that stuff. Really, really cool movie. Mad Max Fury Road 2015. As someone who loves Mad Max 2 so, so much, I didn't love Fury Road as much as everyone else did. Everyone said it's the greatest movie ever. It's the best Mad Max movie, yada, yada, yada. I, I, I liked appre- it. I appreciate it in, in this day and age. It's a very well-constructed movie with a lot of really great special effects and it's really weird. And for such a mainstream movie, it's a good it takes stuff. some risks. But it does a lot of things I don't like. And for me, nothing will ever live up to Mad Max 2. Uh, the Martian, 2015. Another good I practical feel, this movie. This is one of my favorite movies of the last few years. Mm. This is one of my favorite movies of 2015. A good, a good uh, yeah. like math-based sci-fi when, movie grounded yeah. in reality. Yeah, like very, very uh, uh, hard sci-fi, realistic. Um, when Ridley Scott has a good script, god damn, can he make a good fucking movie. Yeah. Like, this is great sci-fi. Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know. Fuck you, Disney. Fuck you, J.J. Abrams. You pieces of shit. That also you, applies to the last one. They had one <laughs> chance to redeem themselves after the prequels. They had one Good. chance to bring Star Wars back and they fucked it but up. Wasn't it nice to feel excited? <sighs> Tomorrowland 2015. A lot of people hate this movie. I really like it. It's I got like a it. lot of problems. It's very flawed, but I really like it. I like that sense of adventure, that sense of, you know, uh, discovery and uh, invention. You know, yeah. a really great adventure movie with some really cool effects. And I just, I like the characters and I like the world that, you the know, The toy shop scene is really good. I mean, one, it's an yeah. eyeful for, wow, yeah. look at that. Look I, at like this, the, look I like the little girl <laughs> robot. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Like, all that shit's cool. Yeah. Arrival, 2016. Another important movie. This, really this, is, good. this is one of the only movies in the 2000s that feels more like a 50s, 60s, kind of like slower, more contemplative, like, you know, not a lot of action not a lot of yeah. special effects you know and it's like, got that it's got that mystery behind it that i like yeah. too that sort of discovery that, yeah. that sort of yeah that discovery it never really stops in this movie because that's the point yeah it's it, like an alien and cra- it, aliens crashes yeah. but why are they here that's it, the, it makes it makes you think and you know the ending is so so impactful um blade runner 2049 2017 that's a complicated one isn't it <sighs> Do we like it? Do we not? I think I, I landed on... I ended up... It took me a few years. Yeah. But I landed on... I like it as a sci-fi movie. I don't like yeah. it as a sequel. So, I... You know, when this... When I first saw the movie, I was like, I think I like it, but not as much as everyone else, because everyone was saying it's the best movie. Yeah. It's better than the original. Yeah, no, it's no, so no. great. But it's not. But I was like, yeah, I like it, but uh, it's not great. It has flaws. And the more I thought about it, the less I liked it. It's not a good Blade Runner movie. It's not a good Blade Runner sequel. Not at all. Unlike Nathan, I started to think even more about it. I don't think it's even a good sci-fi movie. I agree. I think it wastes a lot of its potential just trying to be artsy and hypnotic. Um, There are parts of it I love. The interrogation uh, scene, fucking incredible. But uh, I don't know. Well, as I was saying, my uh, my last visit, if, if I can interject... The the original, uh, as I mentioned, got better as I viewed it mm. over the years, as I got a bit older as well. 
this one, I think if you if you view the new one continuously, like over the years, I think you'll just cut it to bits. You'll floor it to death. Yeah, look, most people have you know have have said, oh, it gets better. You know, it's such a great movie. It's not look, that good. I think it's okay. I, it's I, okay. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Like, I don't horrible, hate it. But. No, I don't hate it. Um, but like. It, I'll just, watch it, it doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it. Yeah, I watch it because it's pretty. Yeah, it looks. You know really what I nice. mean? It's yeah. nice to watch because yeah. the, the the cinematography is stunning. Yeah, but I think it's yeah. It's also a case of because you know we were just we were talking about throughout this episode of cyberpunk as a genre has been like let down. Yeah. There's not a lot of great cyberpunk movies, not a lot of uh, mainstream cyberpunk movies, and Blade Runner, which kind of started the genre. For the sequel to not really be cyberpunky, yeah, and to not really be noir, and to not really be dystopian, kind of cool yeah. neon city, they never should have left the city. Yeah, like it's it kind of it, it kind of yeah. let itself down. Um, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, twenty seventeen, one of the worst movies ever made. Slow, a slow, a complete uh, slow kick car in the, chase in space. Yeah, a complete kick in the balls to anyone who not to, not just to any Star Wars fan, just but to people who like mythology and and fantasy and fun. Yeah, no, I just an insult. Or, and the audience reaction was also yeah, an issue. And the with fact this that movie. people liked it, but most people were probably also we should note here that a lot of people who said they liked it when Rise when the last. Um, when Rise, Rise of, of the Sky, when Rise of Skywalker came out, actually did the flip. Do you remember? Yeah, and like actually, it wasn't that good a film. I'm like, yeah, we yeah. know. The only thing memorable about that movie is Mary Poppins in space, because that's the <laughs> only thing that's burning in trash. my head. Absolute trash. So, like, it, and no you know, I, you know, I was very um, emotional when uh, uh, Carrie Fisher passed away. Yeah, I didn't. You know, wasn't yeah. There. And I even bought a nice little figurine just to. Yeah. But I hate that. No, it it's you know, the yeah. worst. It's like they destroyed. Like what? Yeah, it's like we hate the prequels. We hate Force Awakens. But what Ryan Johnson did to Last Jedi is some, should yeah it should be some sort of crime. Like yeah. it, it's so uh, he hateful went, and spiteful. Yes, he went he went into the movie <laughs> maliciously making. Yeah, it exactly. Annihilation 2018, a really movie, interesting, a interesting, weird movie. Yeah, really interesting. One of really... the reasons I like this film is every now and again you'll, there'll be like a movie will start production and they'll say, "Oh, it's an all female film." You know, yeah. we're going to try something different and have an all female cast. Whatever. This film has a, an all female uh, cast. Yeah, but they don't. It's not like it's not like yeah. the feature of the film. They just happen to all be female scientists yeah. doing their job. It's a good story. has good characters. Yeah. It's not a gimmick that we're trying no, that's to push what, that's to sell the it's, movie. It's not like yeah. gimmicky. It's not that's like just, Bird of Prey or like the... You know, yeah. It's not right. Ghostbusters. It's not yeah. Ocean's, Ocean's 8 or whatever. 8. Yeah. It, it, it is what it is. It's just the film yeah. and they happen to be females. Yeah. It's a good science fiction movie first. And also, yeah. the movie's amazing on top. Yeah. Like, it's actually I, a really great film. I love the movie and it's one of the the like best movie, best sci-fi movies of the last few years. But I have a lot of problems with it, and I think they could have pushed a little things a little further. It's not perfect, yeah. but there's certain sequences that make it an all-time yeah. great yeah. classic. Like, the sequence towards the end of The Lighthouse. That's the best part of the movie. Yeah. Like, incredible. The incredible. soundtrack, yeah. incredible. Um, but yeah, they could have just done a few things, just, yeah. and it would have been one of the and greatest the sci-fi movies. Cool. That was cool, yeah. yeah. Upgrade to 2018. Still this is a movie. Seen it. Yeah, this is a James movie. James recommends it. Yeah, highly, this though. is a movie not a lot of people have seen. I probably wouldn't have even put it on this list because it's like a lower budget shot in Australia as well, shot in Melbourne actually. Um, but it's really interesting. It has some really cool sci-fi ideas, some kind of cyberpunk uh, elements. Really, really cool movie, and I highly recommend it. It surprised me because I was watching it and I was I had no 
preconceived notions about it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I heard it was good, whatever. And by the end of the movie, I was like, wow, that's one people should watch. So check out Upgrade. Uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, yeah, 2019. What a terrible film. J.J. <laughs> Abrams, you fucking idiot. You're an insane person. I mean, Stop making movies. Disney, fuck you. We, we didn't want that, to go see that this movie. That movie ruined my life. We actually, <laughs> it really did. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you guys a quick story. It was 42 degrees outside. I decided that I didn't see the movie yet. I go, okay, if anything is a good time to see this movie, 42 degrees is a good time. I went in there and, I don't know, one third away through the movie, I wanted to go outside and yeah. have a cigarette. And I knew it was damn hot, and I actually got up off the chair. Then I just talked myself out of it. That's ridiculous. I've just paid money, and I've never walked out of a cinema before. Um, but I nearly did. I, uh, and then from there, it just... I lost yeah. it. Uh, yeah, it's just a bizarre. We, we saved up points points the whole year because yeah. we didn't want to yeah. pay for tickets. Turns out we had to pay anyway. I felt so bad paying money to see I felt dirty, that, yeah. that disaster. Yeah. I didn't want to go see it. And, I remember being and this so is coming from bad. the guy. This is coming from the guy who paid to see Last Jedi twice just to make sure. <laughs> Fuck me! And Rise of Skywalker was like never again. Uh, <laughs> we had a laugh though. I know. Uh, Look, it was a good, it's a good riff tracks movie, <laughs> yeah. but you will lose some sanity points some if you watch the, it. Yeah. Some of the decisions they made in the script. It's bizarre. It's I, a bizarre I, you movie. You can't explain it. Star Wars is dead. Fuck you, Disney. <coughs> Ad Astra 2019. Uh, I did look like it. Like I'm going to play Devil's Advocate in the corner. I actually like this film. <laughs> that's, I, why, that's why I was going to cut it out. Yeah, I'm no. like, Callum has to defend. I haven't yeah, no, it yet, so. <laughs> it's, uh, look, it's not good. A lot of people criticize Brad Pitt's performance. <laughs> But he plays a very detached character, and like I feel like his performance was. But yeah, as we discussed on our review, it's like, what was the intention? And oh, yeah. We questioned a lot. It's like I don't know what the fuck they were going for. It does look it's really very, nice. It's a very cynical film. I understand yeah. why some people wouldn't like it, it but it, it does looks beautiful. It does look really nice, and um, but I think they should have played it more straight, like a Mission to Mars thing, yeah. and made it an action movie. But the effect, most of the effects were good. Some of the bad it CGI, nice. but, yeah, I just, we just have a lot of problems with the story. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, there was heaps of movies I had to cut out, some really good ones I had to cut out, and a lot of just terrible movies that are really big and famous, but I just don't have time to talk about trash like that. But, yeah, like, that's most of the main ones. Um, we've got, you know, Tenet coming out in 2020, which will obviously be the best movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan again. Well, uh, Bill and Ted's got, coming out this year, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, we got Bill and Ted, uh, yeah. uh, Face the Music, which hopefully that'll be a good good movie. Dune, the new version well, coming yeah, out. Hopefully that'll be good. Yeah. Risky, risky. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, Blade Runner tw- uh, 2049, not so good, but Dune, prisoners. we'll see what he does. Yeah. Pris- Sicario. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know. Might be good. Might be okay. Um, also, shout out to, we didn't mention it too much, but shout out to the X-Files TV show. That's just classic sci-fi. Oh, right? just in general. Yeah, just yeah. In general. Yeah. 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 Yeah, great. Uh, we, we talked about Off Air one time where I was like, they need a new show like that, not X-Files specifically, they just tr- a new they tried procedural... It. They, they tried it when they, they did a backdoor pilot in um, like the last season or the season before that. Yeah, but that was for like an X-Files spin-off. In X-Files I'm talking spin-off, about- it, was, it was X-Files with like two leads that are basically Mulder and Scully, but yeah. young, younger kids. Which I don't like that and idea. They didn't, they, that, it didn't go down well. So but I was it. saying like they should make a, another show yeah. that, that's about, you know, the, the paranormal, uh, paranormal yeah. investigators. But yeah, make it completely, like do something different. Don't do X-Files. Do 
do a different. We, we need thing. something like that, especially yeah, supernatural. But we need, we need something and, like that. Yeah, that's like what I don't say. Like they cancelled Hellblazer. I'm like, oh, Constantine. I should say it was called Constantine. Yeah, but, but like that, that that feels a niche in but itself. That, yeah, kinda. but that was uh, that was it, it's more towards that's supernatural. Different. I'm talking about paranormal. Yeah, like sci-fi I'm talking aliens. about like that. I, like I think we talked about this on there one time. They should make a SCP TV show. Yeah, yeah. Like and just you know go through the list of SCPs and it's like the investigators from the foundation go to this place and they yeah. find the weird object and something bad happens. Next episode, you don't mention what happened last time. You know. It, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, Classic, episodic. So, yeah. Yeah. They don't have to go down this path, you know, exactly in verbatim, but, you know, Kolshak, remember that yeah. old TV show with, uh, is it Darren Darren McGavin, McGavin yeah. Uh, he was a reporter. Night Stalker, yeah. And he kind of just fell over these these yeah. reports. Yeah, it's like, oh, um, vampires are killing, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, sure. And yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like it slowly becomes true yeah. as he Well, they were, they were going to reboot Kolchak uh, as a series and then they were going to do a movie with like Johnny Depp or something and that yeah. fell through. And um, but that's they, now pushing a bit of age. Yeah, they could they probably could, do it a Netflix or They could Amazon do a Netflix, or, yeah, like so a reboot. Yeah. But well, they'd have to get a really good um, actor. Yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, we definitely need that sort of gap yeah. filled. We also need, like, since since Star Trek is now shit and Star Wars is shit and Stargate's dead, it's like we need a, we've, you've got The Expanse and there's a couple other shows maybe, but we need a new big fun, like, sci-fi TV the show. Expanse is not, um, not common enough. Uh, what's the yeah, word I was mainstream, looking for? Yeah, mainstream, yeah. We've got Altered Carbon Season 2 coming this yeah. week. Cyberpunk, yeah. yeah that's- but I'm talking about, like, you know, we need, like, a Star Trek-esque yeah. Stargate-esque show where it's like every week a new adventure on another planet. We've got the Orville, but that's slowly losing. I feel like that's on a downhill though because it's well, being shuffled off TV to Hulu. No, but I thought that was a good thing because now they're free to kind of do what they want and they they said they're getting a bit of, bit bigger budget. I hope so. But I we'll see it's how it's going to be one of those deals where they give it a couple of seasons and they just cancel it. Yeah, the Netflix treatment. Yeah, we'll see. Mm, yeah, well, ho- ho- fingers crossed. See, hopefully, because that's a did, good show. Did they do any um, uh, DVDs on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. because I thought that might get a bit more mainstream as well. Because um, that's true. You know, when I talk to a few people think, about it, I go, Orville, what's that? Yeah, I mean, but um, in, we have, we also have to keep in mind in Australia, it's a very different market. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it's like it played on SBS here. <laughs> yeah. Like people so aren't not that big, really. Like I remember well, sci-fi is big, but it's you know. Like I talk with a lot of people at work. The only guy that really knew much about sci-fi was my old produce manager, and we used to talk about it all the time. Everyone else yeah. had no idea what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's still considered like a nerdy thing, but I think it's more mainstream than ever because of superhero movies. Yeah, and because of like Star Wars now is you know Disney has turned it into Disney movies, so it's like everyone goes to see them even though they're all terrible, you know? So it's mainstream, but it's like really when you want to get into good sci-fi, you're going to get into some more niche, nerdy shit. That's you true. Know? We so, still have Nolan. Yeah, Nolan. But Nolan's great because he's mainstream, but he's also but he's also very cool. not mainstream. Yeah, like really makes really it's like, cool He movies. makes his mainstream Look, movies. Sorry, sorry. No, you, you go on. I think they're on the right track with Mandalorian. I agree with all your previous podcasts. Yeah. It's too short, etc. But I'll, I've also just watched it Almost back to back, yeah, and it to me it was like one big movie, um, and I enjoyed yeah, it when, when you I binge did it back to back thing. If I watched it week to week, or, I think it yeah. would have been too jerky and fall apart. But I binged it four or five episodes at a time, yeah, and kind of did five and three, and I, I yeah, thought the that, I thought they were on the we, right track. Yeah, it's not 
brilliant, but it's not bad. It, it's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's fun. It but just it's makes like, everything it, else. Look- it'll it'll never be like what Stargate was to us. No, you know, no, you no. know, like Stargate's so important to us. Me and you, Dad, and Star Trek so important to us. Like we need a new show like that. Yeah, yeah, we do. You know? There's yeah. a Lost in Space reboot on Netflix, but I don't really like that that much. It's not. It's too. It's, it's too. Um, melodramatic and yeah it's not fun it suffers enough. from that it's uh, they need it they need to get back to the basics and just be like we're on a new planet and there's an alien monster and we run away and then next next week we're on another planet and it suffers from judy being too many hang-ups yeah you and know, there's like love the triangles uh, and yeah too many hang-ups you know yeah. you need to dr smith needs to be a better psychiatrist than <laughs> so, you know. um yeah i think we're out of time you guys want to mention anything else no, i think we're good yeah, I think we got through got through some good ones. Got uh mentioned some good ones. You know, missed out on a few. But yeah, I think we got the point across. Thanks for listening, everyone. I think it's Calm's turn to sign off. Thank you for listening. Like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tuesday Review AU. You can follow James on Instagram at Channel Drifter, where he talks about all the movies we don't get to talk about on the show. You can find our previous episodes on your favorite podcasting app. If you like video games, check out Alan, Jake, and Nathan's show, Sunrise Arcade. If you enjoy automotive discussion, please check out Car Talk with Maddie J. Adios, cousins.